Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmonaut Boot Camp with the IBC Gang, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Let's take a listen. How's it going, Eric? I always like to grab a co-host up here just in case my phone does some funky shit and the space won't actually end. Always glad to serve as a sacrifice. (laughs) That's the best word for it. (laughs) Yeah. What have you been up to this uh, week, weekend? Well, I'm a teacher, and so we're just kind of wrapping things up. Um, so it's been a little hectic. Kids are ready to go you know, on summer break, and so it's been, uh, it's been pretty exciting around, around the school. What, what grade? I, or like... I'm a, I, I teach elementary. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Very cool. Well, shout out to you. Thanks, man. An underappreciated uh, job, that's for, for sure. For sure, didn't do it for the money, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's why you're in crypto on the side. Exactly, that's why I come to crypto for, for the, and during the bear market, for the money. <laughs> yep. Um, Eric, uh, did you get a chance to peek at the uh, new, I might, I might kind of talk about the, this tonight here on the space, but my like updated list. I did. I did. Uh, yeah. Categories. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's shaping out pretty good actually. So, um, I, I feel like now that Akash and like DBPN and those are in there in that category, um, did you I think there's any missing ones? I think I, I don't remember. Do you have the center on there? Cause that's just like real, real world use browser privacy. Browser. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That should definitely be on there. Yeah. Because um, how how are they integrated again? So Decenter has a token associated with their browser, yeah. and it's Cosmos SDK chain, right? Correct, correct. Um, I'm actually writing a, a, a paper on it um, uh, for our medium. And uh, yeah, I, like originally they were on the Ethereum blockchain, and then they moved over to SDK. So, yep. Cool. I assume, I think I played around with them like a while ago, maybe when they first made their sort of shift to Cosmos. Yeah. Um, and I might have just not played around with it, or maybe it wasn't implemented yet or still, but it seems like they don't have anything like, uh, you well, know, they, Brain kind of has like a native Ethereum wallet built in. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't think they have anything native like that. And it, it doesn't feel much different than just being on like on something different like Brave or Chrome. Like it's still using Chromium, I, I think. Yeah, so, I think. Uh, what's yeah, a, I, what would be the two minute pitch from like, it seems like you're <laughs> somewhat involved at least. Because yeah, I'm curious about like trying it out again. Yeah, yeah, I've I've done I've been using it and stuff, so um, still don't fully understand it. So I'm I'm only like a third into the the article I'm writing, 
So, um, yeah, definitely going to be getting some answers. But, yeah, I'll be happy to answer anything that I do know. Yeah, so for, for people curious, um, kind of what, what I started that uh, train of thought off with is I'm putting together sort of a big old infographic. I guess an infographic would be the best way. We've all seen them, uh, like ecosystem in- infographics where it's different projects in different categories. Um, but I feel like they're always either uh, a little bit misleading or incomplete. Like sometimes they'll have every single coin that's on there, even if it's, you know, just a wrapped version on one weird little deck somewhere. Or well, something. I, well, I think you feel pressured to try to add every token, you know, in the SDK. So I think it's good just to actually put where things actually belong and don't try to stretch out what they actually do. Yep. Yeah. Um, and especially for this use case. So what I'm building out, it's definitely going to be a general purpose, cool, just like Cosmos infographic thing. But specifically, the, the idea came originally from like kind of putting myself in a full lunatic's shoes of just being like, okay, maybe I want to explore the rest of the cosmos here, but like, where do I even start? Like, what's the equivalent to Anchor? What are the other lending protocols? What, what are the, you know, NFT platforms? Just kind of like in a very simple, kind of easy to just quickly see like, okay, here's the category I was interested in. On Terra, I can see what's available on the rest of the, the cosmos. And, and and honestly, like obviously, it's not going to just help you know lunatics, but like even us who have been here a while, we don't really realize like all the growth that's actually going on. So it's actually going to be helpful and for people who have been around and just you know don't know that some of the things they have available to them. It's crazy. Whenever I do one of these types of general purpose like research uh, info making things. I, I find that out too. I'm like, oh my god, there's more to the cosmos than I thought. Like, I remember I was doing like just a. If anybody knows the name Certik, like C E R T I K, they're like a really reputable auditing firm. So like, they'll look at code. They'll talk about vulnerabilities. Um, they also make their reports in like a very human readable way so like you don't need to be a coder to go in and look at the certic report for you know whatever new d app that came up and you can see they're like well there's this problem there's this problem this one's severe critical this one's you know moderate um they run a chain they have a chain in the cosmos called shentu chain that offers a bunch of like not like end user services it's for like developers that want to like add certain security parameters and stuff like that to their chain but just one of many examples of how like there's so much in the cosmos that even us cosmonauts are not necessarily aware of yeah yeah because you usually just kind of get stuck with like the big you know pillars the junos osmosis and you don't really venture out and then all all the news going on doesn't really give you time to venture out but that's what i like to do whenever a market's a bear market i like to really starts actually doing my own research and really looking into the what I think could actually, you know, be beneficial, actually has utility. So this is where I, I thrive. Yeah, it's true. You also get a a really good look at projects true selves or like their true side during <coughs> during there because the ones that just kind of suddenly go quiet and you know there's only an update once a month instead of a week or whatever, as opposed to the ones that are like almost unfazed and just like, no, we're still building like a really good kind of filter. But what's going on there? 
Hey, hello, Timmy. Uh, doing well. Doing well. I uh, having a good day. Um, it's it's raining in my uh, side of the park, but uh, it's a good day today. And um, I've been following a lot of the stuff with the uh, Terra 2.0 proposal, and um, not not too excited about it. I'm sure you might want to get into it later, but um, I think a lot of people are just burned out on it. You know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know if I do like necessarily. I'm happy to get into it if people want to, but like, yeah, honest, I haven't even been keeping too close of an eye. I think it's just personally, I, I'm not going for it. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole. Um, what is it, Luna, Luna Classic, and um, the new, you know, the fork. It, it really looks like a lot of the um, original holders are going to get pennies if if anything you know so not a not a big fan we, i mean we can go into it later i i've been following more of the drama with uh <laughs> some of what elon musk has been tweeting today um he's he put out a bunch of tweets um i don't know if you saw any of them no i didn't actually what what now uh, um his his the one big tweet he started out with was um here let me see if i can find it um he said, can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. He tweeted about eight hours ago, um, Ex Exxon is rated in the top 10 best in the world for environment and social government by the, the ESG rating uh, by S&P 500, while Tesla didn't even make the list. And then he said, ESG is a scam. It, it it has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. So are you familiar with the ESG ratings by the S&P 500? It's like a social governance thing that they give corporations for environmental um, social grade or something like that. Yeah, that, that's pretty much my extent. I don't know the details behind it, but yeah, yeah. it's like a, a rating well, he, that so he was pretty much calling out that ExxonMobil is in the top 10 and Tesla didn't even make it. And then um, then he tweeted, Politi political attacks on me will escalate. And then his latest tweet was, um, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were the kindest party, um, but they have become the party of division and hate. So I will no longer support them and I will vote Republican, which really blew me away that he's just flat on coming out like this. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of tests, I'm sure the board of Tesla is just freaking out and going in like crisis mode right now. I mean, could you imagine the board of Tesla? <laughs> so I've just been following this, this, and it's just been amazing just to, yeah. I mean, I haven't been following it like crazy, crazy yeah. but just, this has been the big distraction for me today to just not, um, have to deal with all the luna drama but gotcha yep yep something some other dumb but, internet drama but I, <laughs> yeah but i but i did hear a good conversation going on in another space um as far as this um you know the environmental uh, you know a lot of the arguments against bitcoin and crypto in general with the proof of work stuff and how so many people um you know on one political style of the hour or so many people that are so um you know climate concerned about how oh bitcoin's going to destroy the planet and if you care about the planet you wouldn't blah 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 you wouldn't even consider 
cryptocurrency if, if you cared about the environment. Well, I heard a really good argue, uh, conversation going on about how, um, you know, Bitcoin mining, it uses electricity of like 0.1% of the entire grid. And if you, if you really look at the science that like um, all the washing and dryer machines in, in America, like don't even use, like use like a hundred and three hundred times more electricity than all, than all the Bitcoin mining in the world. So it's like, you know, if you really look at the hardcore numbers, right. Like, that, that surprises me. Yeah. That's I mean, that, that that's a paraphrase. I, I don't remember exactly right. what it was, but, um, you know, but who knows? context that shows it's not as bad as it's portrayed. Yeah. 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 It, it, because a lot of the Bitcoin mining is going more towards green energy. Like, um, a lot of it, especially since the China ban. Like yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, percentage of raw, like hash power. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could, I could probably take a couple days to just get the really hardcore numbers. Cause I know, I know, uh, Michael Saylor's got a website where you can like get the really true numbers of like where all the Bitcoin mining electricity yep. is coming from. It, let's just say it's 30% renewable, you know? I mean, that's a, that's a, for for just one specific industry, you know, that that's like amazing. Like if you look at just all the, you know, it, and, and the guy who was talking was saying, you know, compare that to Bank of America, Citigroup, and um, you know, Chase Chase Bank, you know, all the buildings they have all throughout the North America, and just to run the air conditioning <laughs> in all those buildings, they're yeah. like, let's let's compare the energy usage. So it's it's just like the whole it's just like the whole argument of like, you know one person can live as environmentally conscious as possible their entire life. And that won't even be a fraction of the pollution caused from one private jet flight. Like it's kind of in the same vein. There's all all these scales. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Now we got a couple people trickled in here. I kind of want to pivot back to more so the title here. So I want to, we always do this on Wednesdays. Everybody who knows, oh, Cosmos Faces, let me get you up here. Um, but uh, especially tonight, I want to open the floor um, with everything that has gone on recently. Um, if you have any kind of questions about really anything Cosmos in particular, so like if you're a lunatic who maybe is now exploring Cosmos, this is definitely the time and place to maybe find out, you know, what's the equivalent of this app that I used on Terra or where might I want to fit in? Um, but as general, for anyone who's new in these Wednesday spaces, always going to be open to any kind of crypto question as well. So if you're somehow a brand new user, despite all the chaos this week, and you want to learn how to like set up Kepler or just sort of the basics, feel, feel absolutely free to request to come up at any time. Um, Kevin just popped up here. I'll probably turn it over to you in a second. Um, but yeah, also make sure to shoot this space in the dms or share to any friends you know that might benefit these these wednesday sessions are meant to be kind of specifically for q a just any kind of faq come ask there is no such thing as a dumb question um and even if you just want to come kind of talk about something that's been on your mind crypto related lately it's not necessarily a question like this is the time and space to do so but kevin what's going on man Hey Timmy, thanks for thanks for having me up and, and hello to everybody. Um, you know, I saw I saw we have Cosmos Spaces in here. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of, in the interest of introducing lunatics to the Cosmos, um, 
you know, I know that a, a lot of people um, were getting ready to go to the uh, Terra DAP Expo, um, which was canceled uh, for kind of obvious security concerns. Um, but uh, Decentral is, is still happening, obviously, which is an um, yeah, awesome conference in Austin on, I believe, the 7th and 8th. Um, and I'm going to be flying out uh, to set up uh, on behalf of the Terra Developer Fund with Cosmos Spaces. And we'll be there to talk to all these wonderful lunatics and uh, kind of show them some of the tools in the broader Cosmos and talk about uh, kind of the, the future avenues that a lot of these protocols will be taking, um, which hopefully we'll, we'll have some more news on very soon. Um, but it's going great. And, um, you know, we're, we're really hoping to. Um, you know, of course, introduce everyone to what already exists within the cosmos, but also um, bring a lot of your your favorite tools that you've already been using to the cosmos and and help them to expand into uh, some other chains and and enable IBC and latest Cosmosm and all these fun things. So, um, you know, if anyone wants to learn more in person and is going to be in Austin, I'd love to meet you and uh, be posted up with Cosmos Spaces. That is awesome. Um, I didn't know that actually. Thank you for, for shouting that out. So yeah, that's uh, that's so cool of you, Kevin. I'm uh, I wasn't planning on going, but like been thinking about it lately. I probably need to move quick if I want to though. Tickets aren't that bad. You should do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just might. It seems like it seems like there's a good amount. That's awesome. <laughs> Jimmy, what's up, Jimmy? My favorite author. Do I know you, Mayor Ed? Do I know you, Jimmy? We were we were talking earlier today. I told you about ApeCoin. See, that's not built on Cosmosm IBC compatibility. That is something else. I told you, <laughs> if it ain't built on Cosmosm, you don't want it. Is that Ape, right? ApeCoin is taking over the world. ApeCoin is going to take over the world. Are you saying ape like the board ape coin? Yes, I oh, I'm a, God. I'm a, <laughs> I am a green ape and ape coin is taking over the world. Oh, that's 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 great. Do you have hey, ape exposure? No, no, nobody minds a, a little bit of role play in here. <laughs> <laughs> um shoot, did it just rug paper jam if you Oh, I think they just got rugged. Someone just came up and immediately got caught. I'm, I'm all about that cosmos. Do you guys like Cosmos? Because you know what? I'm a builder. I'm a Rust developer. And I love Cosmos. I'm a Cosmos soldier. That's right. I'm a Cosmos soldier. Are you actually a Rust developer, Jimmy? Yes, I am, actually. I was That's actually doing cool. a project on Terra, and then we got uh, wrecked because our treasure is partially Luna. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's too bad, mate. It, can you say what project or no? Uh, well, we weren't going to release until uh, July, probably, but we were like a Forex trading uh, project that was not using clearinghouses on like Vertex. So we were like a decentralized Forex trading in a game, wrapped in a game. But we're, we're going to raise funding again. We're raising funding now. But, uh, you know, we need the stable coins. So right now we're moving to Celo and we're moving to uh, bridges with, you know, fracks and reserve rights. So we're basically going to have uh, the user use a diversity of like portfolio of stable coins and then create synthetics for like the rupee and the peso and things like this. Um, we believe that 
uh, GameFi Web3 game projects will need stable coins because you can't use in-game tokens like SLP in the future if you want millions of users. It's just too volatile for token. So people will buy in-game items and NFTs and so forth using stable coins. And that's why we're building on Terra. But um, obviously, that, that's a non-issue right now. It's a, it's a nothing burger. Jimmy, Jimmy, do, Jimmy, do you like Terra 2.0? You think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take off? It's going to replace Terra Classic, right? I think it's going to replace shit with new shit. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, I, I'm curious, though, Jimmy, actually. So you said you're moving to Cello, right? Why that as opposed to, like, your own app chain or something in the Cosmos or maybe Juno? Well, you know what, guys? We've learned that having natively integrated L1 stablecoins that collateralize with a proof of reserve that you can check online in a dashboard is what users are going to want. And I think with the UST blowup, people are not going to feel comfortable with a call a coin, a call a USD, or other types of, of, of cosmosm dApps that focus on algopeg stablecoins. Um, I think that even if Injective and others go to near protocol and create their own, um, you know, ecosystem of stablecoins, it's going to take them a while to prove that these things maintain their peg. And Celo has maintained their peg of their stablecoins for quite a while. And um, I think that's just the new reality we face. It's EVM compatible, so we're going to be EVM for the first time. And uh, that's just the way it has to be. I think that users will appreciate it and uh, they want... They want confidence um, in something that uh, has worked and is collateralized, fractional stablecoins. And I think that's just yeah. where it has to be. So, okay, this is, this is some really interesting insight. So, and so the reason, I, I mean, the guess, correct me if I'm wrong here, that like you'd look at Celo as opposed to somewhere else in the Cosmos would that be because the stablecoins that are trusted that we do have in the Cosmos? Well, like, secret has Say so Secret has stablecoins already. Secret. And Secret is Secret has stablecoins. Osmosis has stablecoins. Yes, I mean, technically anywhere in the Cosmos kind of does. But do. is your problem the bridge? Like the USDC that we have, for example, is a wrapped bridge version. Is that the issue? As opposed to on Celo, it's a native? So actually, USDC has not natively integrated with, um, with Celo. But that's not the question. Uh, SUSD and SEURO. Um, lack the proof of history that it will maintain its peg. No, no, no. And I'm saying, I'm saying, why go to Cello to use their stablecoin as opposed to building in the Cosmos and using a USDC or BUSD or okay, Euro? So like a lot of things that have proved themselves. My guess was because they're bridged wrapped versions as opposed they are to wrapped versions. Um, <clears throat> so, first off, USDC is already integrated Solana, right? Though native, okay, so when you have, okay, let's go through the process. Let's talk about Polkadot and even Secret. We have layers upon layers. So, for example, Secret uses wrapped versions. It's like a layer three. Then Secret has its own dApps built on it, right? So that's like a layer two. And then there's just Secret, the network itself, like the layer one, right? So if you're building a series of contracts and you're a small team, how is it less complicated in that situation, it is actually very complex when you're dealing with all these layers, bridges, wrapped versions. And I think, you know, we have to face the facts that with bridges, there's a lot of weaknesses. One small problem can lead to the fall of a project. 
And one of the great things about Terra was, you know, almost everything was natively integrated within the same layer one. And that made things a hell of a lot easier, safer. Um, it made me sleep at night, too. Uh, so, okay, secret, secret is kind of its own, like, discussion because it is kind of unique in its structure. Okay, fine. So if you don't want to talk about secret, then well, let's talk about project versus project. Let's not, like, wrap. Let's not, like, push everything in the same basket. So if you want to talk about osmosis. No, I'm wondering, like, I don't, know, I don't know exactly what you're doing, but I just am wondering, like, why you would not maybe want to spin up your own dedicated app chain in the cosmos and use axelar usdc my guess is just like that that you don't trust axelar maybe it's not the native usdc is that kind of so, correct th yeah that that means that you're trusting a lot of things that are not actually usdc correct like i want yeah, yeah, that's to what focus I'm, yeah. Yeah, so that means I'm tired and sick and tired of having to wait for something to get better from a core team that is not related to me who will probably not take my phone calls or take whatever meetings and build something where it's a series of connections that I myself can't control, right? And I'm tired of the whole thing and I'm not going to do it anymore. So I'm just going to focus on something, the layer one with clear history of that just kind of working who are willing to do lots of calls with me if I have any questions and just, uh, you know, you know, osmosis. Yeah. They have some community calls and stuff, but you know, let's be honest, their community outreach is not the best. So, um, you know, and also don't forget some of these other chains offer grants, things like this, things that uh, make me feel like they care uh, a little bit more. Um, rather than like the entitlement of, hey, saying, oh, yeah, Luna developers come over here because Cosmosm. It's like, bro, I'm a solidity to that dev too, man. They're like, I can do other stuff as well. I'm, I'm not going to just do this because, you know, somehow IBC compatible chains are like the bee's knees, you know, focus on the users. The users don't see any of this stuff. They don't see any of this stuff. You have to explain to the users why this stuff is safe. And if you're going to tell the users, oh, we got wrapped this, it's a bridge here. And it's a series of layers, and we actually have no control over any of this stuff. Uh, I feel uncomfortable explaining that to users. USDC is just one stablecoin. Then we have to create bridges to the Euro version, to the Brazilian Real version, and things like this. I don't feel comfortable with that anymore. I think, I, I think that it's the game's over for you know something with layers of bridges at least for a while. So, so you know, if if yeah. if if. Uh, e-money like new money whatever they're by the way called. i've seen some of their coins to peg i saw their e-money euro coin to peg just look at yeah it. but okay. that's like that's that that's weird because that's that's actually doesn't mean anything it can depeg in the free market that's totally fine but that's just because there's low liquidity and trading the the thing with them is that they're actually fully backed and you could go redeem with them at any time for a perfect one-to-one -one value but like i know people don't love the euro right now so like that's one problem with their main coin being. But we have we're gonna we're gonna use euro stable coins. It's a very important part of forex trading is to have quote and base currencies. We have quote currency USD for everything, and then obviously base currencies. So you know. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. You know this totally makes sense. So let me let me like kind of ask a different question from a different angle. Going as a Terra dev, um, going and building on Celo now as opposed to somewhere else in the cosmos. For you personally, is that motivated more? It sounds like it's motivated more by just the native stablecoin thing as it is like infrastructure or building on Cosmosm or the Cosmos SDK or anything like that. Like there are more users on 
There are more users on Ethereum-compatible chains. The games will be built on Ethereum-compatible chains. Originally, we were going to build on Terra, but we're going to create bridges to Ethereum-compatible chains, just like how UST was supposed to natively integrate with Avalanche, right? Because you already had the swap uh, optionality in Anchor Protocol. Like the theory was within years, UST would be integrated in all these Ethereum-compatible chains. That's not going to happen, and Osmosis is not going to do that. So what you need to do is start from fresh, you start from the EVM compatible chains and you build over and then you bridge over to Cosmos chains, right? That's the best way of doing it because they have the stable coins. It's natively integrated in the layer one. It's an okay chain. It's not very famous. You know, it's not that big, but I'd be more comfortable starting from there than starting from Osmosis and then going to EVM because the users are in the EVM. Most of the dApps are in the EVM right now. And let's be honest, guys, like, you know, it's going to be a hard few years. It's going to be a hard few years for a lot of DeFi projects. And I think that, you know, once the games come out, the games are going to reinvigorate the blockchain space. Like once Star Atlas and all these other things show up on EVM compatible chains, they're going to bring the users back in. And that's going to be a way that uh, blockchain kind of in this crypto space reinvigorates itself. See, I both agree and disagree because like exactly one of the arguments you made earlier about IBC and Kepler where like users don't understand that. They don't care. Users don't understand or care what an EVM is. They don't care what the underlying architecture is. At the moment, they're just like most familiar with MetaMask. So EVMs are easy, but that can easily be changed when the underlying infrastructure to build on is better. Like, I agree, sir. But at the same time, that... If there's proof it's being built, it will be built and I will move. But they also have wallets like MetaMask is just one. True wallet is another. You know, Celo also has a variety of wallets that I appreciate. They have one that, you know, links to phone numbers, which is very popular in Africa and India to link to phone numbers instead of seed phrase and things like this. And you know what? Um, Terra also had a wallet. They had some pretty cool wallets, man. Fuck A. Great wallets. Great user interfaces. Brand name. It's all gone. Osmosis doesn't have brand name wallets and all this other stuff, man. You know, you so have to focus on Like, what? I feel like, I don't know if you quite understand the Cosmos vision. Why would Osmosis have its own wallet? That doesn't make it's any for, sense. For, it's just a branding thing, right? I mean, there are dApps that have wallets of their own just for the sake of branding and marketing and things like this. You can ask, why don't they have it? Take it from the user's perspective. They would expect the dApp that you're telling them to use or the bridge that requires a stable coin that they're going to use in a game has his own wallet or has a name related to the wallet that they're going to be using it for, right? I know that sounds ridiculous, but just take it from the user's perspective. They're not looking to understand all this information. They're just going to use something. They want a wallet. They want an on-ramp. Yeah, they but the user's use. not also looking to install a different wallet for every yeah. app they hey, use. Hey, Timmy, I don't like yeah. too many wallets because i got to put a lot of bananas in my you, pocket. You guys so are not... Our I, targeted users. Our, I need a lot of bananas. I eat a lot of bananas. So I don't want a whole bunch of wallets. I can only put one wallet in my pocket. Okay. We don't want apes in our system. We, we don't want the Mongolians running around. We want just regular users who are playing Web2 games oh boy. in India, in Africa, in China, in the Philippines. And what that about, the leap? What about wallet. the leap wallet? Have you heard of the leap wallet? So then why are you building in Web3? Wait, why are we building Web3? Because you need stable why coins. Why are you building on blockchain? If you, just, if you just want to do, you know, games and wallets that link to a phone number instead of a seed phrase, why are you even bothering with blockchain? Hey, man, you can make that argument. We'll see what happens in a few years. 
if we're successful and users are just using those wallets, I know it's not exactly a Web3 thing. We'll see. But the fact is, is that we have to go back to basics, gain user trust. And you can say, why Web3? Well, you know what? Stablecoin, the cost of transactions are a lot lower. One of the reasons why Web2 games don't do a lot of uh, in-game stuff, whereby those coins can be well, used. No, 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 yeah, they're cheaper. You know what the game is because the cost of transactions are really high. Well, but... I, I don't know what you're talking about there. You know, it's even cheaper than any stable coin Venmo or sending gold to my friend. in That's, not true. Wow. That's not true. That's not true. If you're in India, if you're in Ethiopia, Venmo doesn't exist. And any app that right. they use okay. to send transfers across countries is actually a lot, lot more expensive. It's basically 5% transaction fees or 10% transaction fees, you know, because these stable coins are super low, vol, uh, super low liquidity. That's a good uh, point. No, not like a lot of people targeting. But the thing is, most game users right now, I live in Asia. Most game users are in countries with currencies that no one cares about, like Indonesian rupa. How many stable coins of Indonesian rupa do you see? There's like one out there in crypto right now. But you know what? If they're going to buy and sell in-game items, if they're going to start uh, yield farming and staking the rewards to play games, you know what? If you have a stable coin for, for Indonesian rupa, it's so much cheaper for them to have that stable coin than to use USDC because their currency is so incredibly volatile versus U.S. dollars, and they're not thinking in U.S. dollar terms. If you ask an Indonesian person, hey, buy USDC, you're going to use this for your in-game currency. You're like, what? I haven't even touched a dollar in my life. You want me to use USDC? They're like, that's how they think. For generations, they've been focusing on their own currency. That's how they think about stuff. So let them use their own currency for stuff. Yeah, it's a tough yeah. sell, man. I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time on the ground there as well, and, and there's just not a lot of solutions on that front. If you're building something that's going to do that and sell it, I think that's great. And I think um, initiatives that uh, can you know bring fund control to third world countries is like an incredible use case for... 250 million Indonesians. Very yeah, young no, population. I'm, I'm, 110 I'm, million Vietnamese people. Majority I'm people are around the 80 fully aware um but you know as well as anybody that it's it's very very difficult to tie to a currency that has its own volatility from a governmental perspective you know even it's it's an achievement to tie something to the brazilian real uh, it's suffered enormous volatility over well, time. I know what someone has, has it and it's maintained its peg it's heavily collateralized with btc ethan die and you know what Let's try. Let's try it out because yeah, you should. Yeah, honestly, no. Like I'm all for it. Like that's why I wanted to. I wanted to let you talk here. I think you actually have some good points. Um, and I, I honestly, I'd want to talk about this more. Like I think there's a good conversation here, and I think you have some good insight. For now, I do want to pivot away though because I want to stick with kind of the core of of this space and make sure people who have any general questions who are interested in Cosmos have that time. So. I'm probably going to cut you off from here, but I, okay, I think you know, off, like, you're making I'm a good cut point. Off. Cut off. <laughs> Jimmy, feel free to come back on another Wednesday session. I, I know your attitude, but I also think you have some, some good points and some insight. So I appreciate you coming up, but I'm going to put you down for now. Put me down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the world well, needs, was, the world needs really smart otters. The world yeah, no, I, I I remembered him, but I I actually think he had some okay points. I, I didn't want to let the conversation get too 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 far off, but like you know, one of the, one of the things people haven't talked about that Luna offered that most other things don't um, was that there was a lot more than just UST and KRT. 
So like like that's something I'm, I'm like very glad he brought up. Like all these other little coins, Luna was a solution that uh, fit fit a very special use case where the mechanism at work it didn't matter what currency you were trying to peg to. You could do it for anything. And so like th- there is an interesting like question that comes up if like right now to build in the cosmos, let's say for an Indonesian user base, you would have to hope they just accept uh, a USD stable coin or a Euro stable coin, which might be fine. Um, and I also think one thing he wasn't getting with my question is like not every, especially games, they don't necessarily need stable coins. They don't necessarily need to be blockchains. They can be, and that can add some interesting elements, but um, yeah, there's like a time and a place to use all this tech, I think. Um, but Anyways, real quick, uh, just for everyone else out there, reminder, feel free to request to come up at any time. Um, any questions about the Cosmos in general? Um, I kind of want to run through a list with you guys at some point. I mentioned towards the beginning of this space that I'm, uh, I'm kind of building out an infographic just, just as a general purpose resource. And so I have a bunch of kind of categories with projects and chains in them. Um, and I'm probably going to go through that at some point tonight and see if uh, you guys feel like I'm missing any. I'm sure with, uh, you know, a good crowd. There's some that I've missed that you guys will remember, but uh, reminder, just feel free to pop up uh, at any time if, if you're curious about anything. Um, in light of just that, to, that cool. Just to, like, bridge the gap on that and one other point that... Um our friend made that I think actually is a great point, which is, you know, on the wallet front for the broader cosmos. um, I do think that users need more options on that front. Um, You know, love the Kepler team, love what they've done. I think it's, it's really great. And it's, um, it's given a lot of freedom and and simplicity to the process, but uh, I'm excited to see um, some of these Terra wallet projects integrating into the cosmos. Um, Leap is like, uh, you know, well, they're leaps and bounds ahead in terms of mini wallets and, and the things that they offer and the integrations they offer and, um, you know, provide users like a really seamless on-ramp from fiat to whatever they're trying to interact with, which I think is really cool. Like, um, I don't know if anyone in here has tried to get like their parents into crypto. It's tough um, because the moment it goes past Coinbase, it's like mass confusion sets in. Um, so providing on-ramps that are easy to use, I think was a really strong move that, uh, there was a lot of progress on in, in Terra. And I'm excited to see that come into the broader cosmos and, and, um, to see some of these offerings come to IBC. Yeah, totally agree. Yes. Indoor, go ahead. Um, hi, nice to Jimmy, uh, my first encounter with Jimmy, just just as a side note, was like way more intense than that. So it was actually like a, a real pleasure to like listen to him do his probably his more legitimate thing before he he switches to the troll stuff. But I I'm starting to as I slowly like expose myself, understand his role and how he works and stuff. And like, yes, we definitely need Jimmy's. It's just there's got to be a place where you draw a line sometimes. Um, but That's a good said, way to put yeah, yeah. But but Jimmy said something really I, I think was very important. Um, he talked about the the value of having funding. He mentioned that you know when somebody's going somewhere, money does talk. Um, as much as I I mean I do believe in Cosmos, even if I'm not invested right now. 
Um, I've, I've believed in it from the beginning when, when it was seemed like it was in competition with Polkadot and I compared the two. I said, this one makes a little more sense as far as everything coming together and at some point kind of having to coexist under one umbrella. And, uh, and, and so there's value there. But I think there are some communities, some pockets of Cosmos that have been offering funding, if I'm not mistaken, to try to bring... Correct. Okay. Yeah. Could somebody maybe talk about that? Because I think he, I think that's a very important point. Jimmy's hitting stuff on the head, and and I also respect that Jimmy was, um, he was saying, hey, you've always got to evaluate things from a stakeholder perspective. He's he's obviously very skilled in 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 kind of doing project builds and and planning and stuff like that. I can I can see it, but he he's he's hitting the nail on the head when you say you know if, if you if you're dealing with a community that literally just lost all of its funding, all of its liquidity. Um, then they're clearly going to be desperate for money. That he didn't say it that way, but that's the deal. They need money to keep going, not just ideals and technology. So, could you talk a little bit about those opportunities, maybe? Kevin, would you like to? Speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take this one on. Um, so you're you're totally right, uh, Sidnor, and um, you know I think that's a that's a crucial well, and, component. And, and Jimmy was right. Jimmy was right. I want to give him credit. Jimmy was right. Totally. Um, you know, it, people need to be able to continue to build to bring value to the space. And it's not cheap to develop. You know, talented developers demand really aggressive salaries for a good reason, because they're the reason why we all have this space to, to develop on. Um, and we need to, you know, it's not enough to offer a home. You know, we have to offer a warm meal as well. And that comes in the form of funding. So. Um, you know, my, my validator, Oni validator, we, we proposed a, uh, Terra developer fund, which is funded by the Juno community pool and the developer fund. Um, you know, Juno was in a really good position, uh, as they allocated a huge part of their Genesis, uh, token allocation to their community fund. So they have a pretty big war chest for, for things like this. Um, as it stands, it looks like this proposal will be passing in a few hours and we'll release about seven, six to seven million dollars in funding for Terra developer projects that are moving over. And we've already been talking with uh, a huge swath of them to kind of offer assistance in, in migration and funding and um, infrastructure that's going to be needed for Terra apps that are coming over. So, um you know, and at the same time, everybody in Juno is, is largely like IBC maximalists. I think all of these apps will kind of find their own home within the cosmos. Um, Juno makes a lot of sense because it is a permissionless smart contract platform. It's built on Cosmwasm with its latest versioning and it's fully IBC connected and has a pretty feverish community similar to the Terra community. So um, it's been a natural fit for a lot of developers. Obviously, with the talks of Terra V2, um, you know, there, there's a little bit of uh, strife in, in, in and amongst the community still. And the developers are trying to figure things out kind of from a politics perspective. Um, but it, it's looking like a, a lot of projects will be will be migrating. And, um, you know, if there are any developers in here, uh, we're, we're looking to to provide that funding and to help uh, assist in migration actively. and. Um, feel free to reach out. We'd love to help out. Yeah, and I think just because not not enough people are actually aware, I'm realizing 
outside of like this specific effort that you're kind of manning, Kevin. Like there are funds on Osmosis, Juno, Osmos Hub, uh, and I believe Secret Network as well that are meant to go towards uh, like grants, community funding, whatever it might be, whether it's community pool or dedicated developer funds. Um, There are options out there with like decent, decent capital behind them. I I think there is a subpar level of communicating that they exist throughout the cosmos. Um, Yeah, go ahead, Sindor. Well, I want to ask another question that will kind of highlight the flip side of all this. And and that is, let's say hypothetically Terra never crashed. That Mm -hmm. Luna UST, like even if there was a depegging, they did what they'd done in the past and they saved it and it was just like a blip. Where would this money likely have gone instead, instead of using it to attract, um, you know, brilliant minds that happen to have been building on Terra and now they don't they need a, a, a place to go and they need okay. it fast because they only have so much funding. Where would that money have gone instead? Because I think that could highlight that could highlight the the significance or the symbolism or whatever you want to say of, of the fact that that money now does exist for Terra folks, because yeah. I, I think that could be understated. I mean, uh, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. No, I was just going to say that Mayor had his hand up first. I think he wanted to respond to Sidnor, but you you want to answer first. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's a little bit uh, like Occam's razor, really. Like it is there for people who want to build and don't have the funds to build first. Like I am, I'm working on a project now. I've been working on it for like a couple months at this point that. I guess like technically you kind of consider it like a nonprofit. Like we don't have a token we'll be selling. I I didn't come up with the idea to make any money. And so I was kind of blown away when I was just pitching the idea to Wolf one day, Wolf contract, literally just to get it on his radar and get some feedback. And he cuts me off halfway through and he's like, Oh, I'd love to like write you a grant for this. This is awesome. Like, and you're building on Juno. Hell yeah. We have like a developer fund like meant for this. I was like, Oh, you do like, we gotta, we gotta like advertise that. We gotta like let devs know that these these things exist. Um, so I don't know if that kind of answers your question, Sidnor. If you kind of had a, a more nuanced question there, but like it it would have gone maybe slower to developers and and projects and builders and community efforts. Yeah, it it does and it doesn't. Uh, actually, I guess it does. It really does because what you're saying is that this money existed for the same purpose. As far as if you didn't focus on the chain they were coming from, or if they were even coming from a chain, but to attract developers and yes, and I got that. Yep. But then what you're saying is now they are they are advertising, but it's concomitant with the idea that they're they're specifically targeting this community. That's like uh, it's in a downward spiral. I mean, there's I, I was in other I was in other spaces that were hosted by lunatics and they were saying we only have weeks worth of funding before our whole project everything we've done kind of crashes because yeah we just don't have any money left and so i i think that's important that, that that people understand the marriage of like where both chains are coming from and i'm saying this as somebody who's coming from cardano and and i what i like about cosmos a lot and that's why i'm hoping that we'll do a mixer soon is is it's kind of the opposite like cardano has always been very insulated it's on its own little island and does its own thing and seems to be proud of that but cosmos is like the antithesis of that right it's like explosive there's everything everywhere anyone can do what they want to do we're trying to do that and it's like 
I value that too. I think that's that's extremely important. And so the balance. So you'll know what's interesting, Sidnor. So for everyone curious, like Sidnor reached out to me earlier about maybe doing one of these spaces as a sort of Cosmos Cardano uh, Cardano mixer. Um, and I, I kind of love the idea. Cardano is very interesting to me because it is possibly my least favorite blockchain platform for many reasons. But I like to say every Cardano. Cosmos, Wait, we, we, unite people, we unite people the opposite of the way you do it. Like everyone's united by their hatred of Cardano. That's hilarious. <laughs> but wait, I wanted to continue. But everybody I've ever met from the Cardano ecosystem is actually like interested in the conversation and rational and like a, a nice person. So I think I might be missing a little bit of something. It's hilarious to hear you say Cardano people are, are united uh, by hatred. Um, before we get too far away from whatever it's for, Mayor, if you want to go, I see your hand up. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Timmy, again. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to um, just kind of get your guys' ideas on, like, the current, you know, market. And, you know, what's just happened to me is, like, the equivalent of, like, a, a, a like almost like a crypto disaster. I mean, we had a, a top 10 chain, like, implode. and um, that was very tied into the cosmos. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a $38 billion, you know, bankruptcy. And, um, you know, it's kind of, I kind of compare it to like a 8.4 earthquake, you know, like there's disaster everywhere. Like you were saying, some of these protocols that we're getting ready to launch or a lot of these protocols that we're building on Terra are, you know, they they need to find a home. So, and, and that in the overall crypto market, like, you know, I, I came into crypto late 2020, you know, at the end of DeFi summer and um, the beginning of the crazy NFT boom last last year. And um, this bear market, I think, you know, we got we got to try to help people survive, you know. And so I just want to get some 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 thoughts from people who have who have been around. I mean, I, I know markets like this, like clear, clear away a lot of the dead projects. but um, you know, there's been like $30 billion sucked out of the, the economy. And I think, you know, the, you know, Adam at $10 and, you know, os, osmosis below $2 kind of reflects that. So what, what are your guys' thoughts on just trying to survive? It's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, just one thought on this to, um, you know, if you could call it a silver lining and, and this is, uh, from my insight into Fortis Economia and kind of their accelerated collapse, because they um, they had a, a, a big like pitch as this uh, perpetual uh, money machine, if you could call it that, um, you know, and that is that, it, you know, yes, it is a collapse and there's there's 30 billion dollars that left that economy, but it, it it didn't disappear, really like it. The, the disappearance of that money from the space was from largely the selling pressure of those who were lucky enough to get out. And they're still looking to go somewhere. Um, you know, those were people who were staying around in a bear market, still interacting with these protocols, still working with them, and they got out as fast as they could. You know, of course, there are liquidations, but even on the liquidation side, there's people who then pick up and bid on those liquidations. So you know what what was in there that has not 
completely disappeared, though a large amount of the value you could say effectively has. But, you know, we may see a fast resurgence and, and, you know, Cosmos is going to be the, you know, unfortunate beneficiary of that estate, um, you know, from from their cousin that passed away, I guess you could say. Um, and, and all those protocols are going to have to find new new chains to develop on, new protocols. And a, a large amount of that value will have to return to those places because it's a home for it. It's something that they're familiar with. So I don't think we've lost it all, but I do think that it is also looking for a new home. Yeah, you know that that liquidity will go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That that's some good insight, Kevin, and I appreciate it. I, I was um I I think you might have been on the call, the osmosis up call, and it, you know by listening to Sunny, you know I think Sunny realized you know, last week that it's like, they need to get as much liquidity into um, osmosis as soon as possible because a lot of it got sucked out. So that's why I think they were trying to um, get um, USDC pools up and um, get the liquidity pools incentives moved and, and try to recoup as quickly as possible to get the stablecoin pools kind of set up from usdc and uh, what's the other one die they got set up too so it's just i i know from a from a dex standpoint you know liquidity is is everything you got to have it to be able to to trade the coins and all that but and and so like but from a new person's point of view that like you know is just the way i describe it is just like a a refugee who is, you know, there's, there's a war going on and they're a casualty, you know, like, I think the way you survive is like being, trying to be very, very smart and understanding your risk tolerance and understanding that there's sharks everywhere. And and, and if you're not very careful, you can, you can get clobbered really hard. But from what I've understand from people who have survived like 2017 and 2018 is like, now's the time where you can really um, pick up the gems that you think are really gonna yep. take off in, yeah. in the in the next bull market. Like you got to find those gems, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad Kevin stepped in there, and I want to turn it over to Sid Nor and then Sid in a second here. I don't want to speak so much on that answer because I I can very much acknowledge I kind of come from a different like crypto history than most people, just my relationship with it. And therefore my relationship with bear markets, Uh, like from my perspective, what I've learned is if you do research on what you're buying and you don't use leverage, you will be fine in a couple years at, at the most like it's yeah, I I have, I've, I've lost so much in crypto prior, uh, mainly like because of leverage. that bear markets on their own now like right now this happening it it, it like weirdly doesn't phase me because i'm used to watching my portfolio go completely to zero back in like 2017 and such uh multiple times over you know um so i have a weird perspective so i'm glad you jumped in kevin and then uh sid i think you hopped up and then sid no you put your hand up after but sid go ahead got two sids in here (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me up. Um, I guess the biggest thing as um, the way I sort of see crypto is you got to first, you got to determine what is your uh, outlook on it? You know, are you a short term investor? Are you a trader? 
Are you somebody who has a five to 10 year time horizon? And for me, that's sort of where I classify myself. So when it comes to bear markets and things of that nature, um, a lot of people sort of perceive the value, which I guess you could relate to the market value is extremely down for a lot of these assets. But um, what's important is determining the intrinsic value of a lot of these projects, right? So when the market's down, when it's red, which projects are still developing, which projects are still, you know, um, delivering different things on their milestones. Uh, and that's what's really important. Um, for some time when Amazon, you know, was first spinning up, and this is an analogy that we hear about a lot, but the market value of Amazon at one point, you know, tanked. It was worth virtually you know, nothing from what its all-time highs were, um, but the intrinsic value of the company was going up dramatically. You know, they were scaling, they were improving across different um, market offerings, and, you know, they were just becoming this huge conglomerate of a company. But if you looked at their market value, it, was, it wasn't correlated with the intrinsic value of the company. So uh, what's important for crypto is, you know, when the market's red, I, I think like someone mentioned before, you you could really find some great gems and a lot of projects that are around now won't be around five years from now. But if you're able to, you know, pick out the ones that will be around five years from now and you're able to buy them for, you know, the, what, less than a dollar, um, you can really set yourself up for, you know, long term success in this market. So I would just encourage everybody to really do a lot of research on different projects and uh, really try to find the ones that are fundamentally sound and, you know, are continuing to develop and, um, you know, seeking more, I guess, are bringing in more and more users to their protocols because those are going to be the ones, you know, that make winners as investors. So I would say, you know, don't worry about the short time frames and broaden out your time horizon to five to 10 years. And, you know, the rest will be history. And, you know, five years, you'll be looking back and, you'll be like, wow, I, you know, I took advantage of a huge opportunity and now I'm in an entirely different position. So that's just my, yeah, I guess, actually, I guess I do kind of want to jump on that and echo one thing in particular, like the first thing you said, I think psychologically, mentally for people. And I think this was kind of the root of your question mayor of like how to like process and just deal with these kind of hard times. And I think the answer is really, really take a look at yourself and decide with complete conviction and not just like lying to yourself what are you are you a short-term trader are you a short-term investor or like for me one reason even back then when i was getting liquidated that bear markets didn't phase me that much is because i am so full bore like crypto is the future not sure what form don't know which coins here but like that i have no doubt it doesn't matter if coins are down here because i have no lack of faith whatsoever. Um, and I think the way that I got to that mindset is by figuring out, you know, I'm not in this for a short-term asset flip. I'm in this for the revolution that we all talk about of just the way the world works and, you know, whatever form that might eventually come in. Uh, Sidnor, go ahead though. Hey, other Sid, what's going on? <laughs> We've met already. Uh, so you guys were already kind of taking this where where I was thinking of going because uh, it was interesting this morning. I woke up and and somehow found my space myself in a Twitter space with people analyzing the stock market, uh, the U.S. stock market. And they one guy was talking about um, just like how he had learned that 
in times like this, he you just value the solid companies. Like even in a bear market condition, um, you're going to find value in just seeking the ones that are weathering the storm and and remaining relatively stable. And uh, and and so in some ways, um, this seems kind of like something where you could ask the question: Could it, could this and maybe would this have happened no matter what? From a market perspective, a macro perspective, it may not have had to have been Luna. Uh, I don't want to have that debate over whether or not it it had to be or absolutely would have been or anything like that. Um, but as a market, will we have seen something like this? Probably. In my opinion, it's very possible that that could have happened anyways, because we were moving to a point where people were definitely focusing on blockchain solely as like the as a as a place of financial gain. And a lot of um, attention was being taken off of the technology and the movement for decentralization and all these other things. And so on one hand, what I see is perhaps just a really strong, dramatic, almost instant market correction um, where liquidity, like we're using those terms, right? Liquidity's got to go somewhere. It's flowing into other places. Um, But more importantly, what we're seeing, I think, is a a true test of the resiliency of the community that underlies the entire movement and and blockchain, Uh, not the technology, but the people and the cultures. Um, which are constantly evolving, but this is forcing an evolution of of um, blockchain culture. So we're looking at resiliency and um, and also to see who it is that does pick up the pieces, which is why I'm jumping into cause so many Cosmos spaces and now some VeChain spaces because I'm looking at who's who's reaching out their hand and saying, "Hey, we've got to unite quickly. We have to recover um, and have to refocus and and not lose these minds who are like you know." facing the the possibility of having to go back to the fiat mine when maybe they made this huge jump um into into this space and 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 we're hoping that they wouldn't have to look back there was a sense of security that came from Terra's uh massive amount of liquidity that it had had gained and that's where the psychological shock is but as as we recover maybe what we can do is demonstrate that there's enough there that you can still pursue that dream but the the real security from blockchain isn't is it just financial and um, and and having that long term view and and different ways of solving problems is what's important. And so right now, what we're seeing is who's equipped to to carry some of the heavy load. Which chains are equipped as layer ones to do that and to uh, be flexible and hurry up and 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 solve some problems quicker than others. Um, and and so that's why I'm in these spaces too. I just want to say like I appreciate that you're having a space like this. Um, and I was attracted, by the way, by the word boot camp. It implies that some of us may not know a damn thing when we get in here. So something like Cosmosm, stuff like that, you might want to explain it a little bit if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, first off, beautifully articulated. I think. Yes. That, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, can, I, can, I just, can I just say like one thing? Um, Sidner, you should join in more spaces and speak. That was really beautifully put. Um, I just gave you a follow now. I'm a big fan of the the viewpoint you had on there, and you're totally right. Um, I think it's important to explain the terminology as simply as possible. And uh, Timmy's great at that, so I'll let him take it. Yeah, no, it's funny. So every one of these Wednesday spaces, uh, like the, the name for them is Cosmonaut Bootcamp, because it started with exactly that. Um, you know, in in different times than right now, usually this would be a space for people to come and just literally ask how to set up Kepler. Or be like, what is Cosmosm, or what it, what is the Cosmos? Um, so yeah, this this is usually a space for just total total newbies. 
obviously we are not getting a lot of that right now. Um, but that's just, I know me and a lot of the other Cosmos spaces are like, well, so what we're, we're going to keep doing just like you were saying, like, we're going to keep building. It's still what we believe in the intrinsic value, the fundamentals of all this stuff hasn't changed. Um, but yeah, no, beautifully put, uh, Real quick, I don't want to spend too much of time on that tonight, actually, because I do have a topic we're going to get to here soon. But Cosmosm, just in a simple, like in case you are just genu- genuinely wondering, it's a language. It's a coding language. It's a version, not a version, I don't know I'd say. It's related to Wasm, which is WebAssembly, but it's a uh, kind of Cosmos oriented version of it. So where Ethereum has solidity, uh, all of the chains in the Cosmos built on the Cosmos SDK can write their dApps in Cosmwasm. Um, and I thought that was just cool from the beginning because I heard a lot of stuff about the flexibility of Cosmwasm, but it wasn't until my dev friend actually explained to me Wasm, just regular old WebAssembly, and how like revolutionary and awesome and how much potential that tech has that I was like, oh shit, like Cosmwasm's the move. And then from a dev standpoint, it's like it's based on Rust. So if, if you're familiar with like Rust, you can probably get up to speed with Cosmosm pretty quick. Or if you want to get into Cosmosm, you should start with some basic Rust. Um, but yeah, pretty soon here, we're actually going to kind of pivot topics. Um, we're going to talk with some of the Condex team. But I do want to make sure anybody who has questions that are waiting, I know the Witch King and Ang- the Witwajikai, the Witch King, you're up here. I want to get to you. Anyone else, before we kind of pivot topics, feel free to pop up, ask any questions. Uh, additionally, my DMs are always open for a reason. So if you are maybe you just don't want to come up on stage or maybe you think of a question just as the space ends, feel, feel free to DM me. Um, hey, I want to thank you for hosting this space. I'm going to drop to listener to make room for somebody else. Cool. Sounds good. Hey. Yeah, uh, appreciate you coming up here. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Witch King. Yeah, so I just had a quick question regarding, so I have a lot of like cash sitting in my Kepler wallet and I'm trying to move into, um, it's USD and uh, a lot of USD and I'm trying to move it into osmosis, but the IBC bridges have been closed. Do you, do you guys know if they're going to open those IBC bridges? Because I can't, it's like stuck in Kepler. It, it, it can't go back to Terra because there's a bug in Kepler, which doesn't allow... USD or Luna to move from Kepler uh, wallet to back to Terra Station, and it's not going forward to Osmosis. So, yeah. Okay, so funds do not live in a wallet, right? Funds don't live in Kepler or Terra Station. They're on a blockchain somewhere. So right now, where is your UST? Is it on Luna, the chain, or is it because if it fails with an IBC transaction, I'm pretty sure it'll just get refunded to you. So it might be back in your Luna wallet. It is on my Luna wallet, on uh, but it's in it's in the Kepler chain. Like I don't, it's in the Kepler Luna wallet, and it's not moving to Terra Station Luna. Neither is it moving forward because I uh, apparently the Terra IBC is is cancelled, right? Like there's no yeah IBC. between Osmosis and Luna. Yeah, is that? Uh, do you know when, uh, or do you know any any updates on if or when they'll open, or is that fund just like are the funds just stuck? Because I I checked there, a lot of people were complaining as well regarding UST being stuck 
in like the Kepler, because uh, I think the Terra wallet on Kepler is, on, in, is in beta. So it'll just yeah. take sufficient funds and it won't move your money anywhere but to osmosis. But they're stuck from what I understand. Timmy, you know, like the, the relayers, they're shut down until, I think Terra has to turn them back on. The, the UST is totally stuck. That's off of Terra. I mean, you can trade it in, yeah. in osmosis, but. But, but I'm trying to figure out, I can tell that, I can tell that Witch King is a little confused. I'm just trying to figure out. So when you are seeing your UST in your Kepler wallet, Mm-hmm. You are on the Terra chain, correctly? Like in the drop-down menu for Kepler? Correct. And so does, the address that, start, does the address start with Terra in yes. that wallet? Okay. So those funds should be in your Terra station. Do you have a Terra station wallet with that same address? Oh, so you're saying if I log in with that address into Terra station, I'll find yeah. the Yes. Well, hopefully. Yes. So what you would do is you would go to, you'd go into your Kepler, you would get the monomic, the seed phrase for that wallet. And you would use that to, rather than create a new Terra station wallet, import existing. All right. Is it called recover or import? I was yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got it. Oh, this okay, is cool. Helpful. Thank you so, so much. Why don't you stay up here? Give give that a try, or or you can step down and request to speak later. But if you run into stuff, or maybe just shoot me a DM. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully it's on Terra Chain for you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That is so helpful. There's so much USD. I'm just trying to convert it to get. Yeah, it. cool. You yeah, if it's still on the Terra Chain, he might be able. Can you? I don't know where you can swap it over there, but no. There, um, so I, I'm gonna use it. Uh, I'm gonna swap it to Atom. Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because well, it's, it's one to 80 ratio, but it's fine. I mean, the USD is useless. So at least I'll have some atom. And then later on, when they switch on the IBC, I'll just transfer the atom somewhere. Okay. You can still. You know, like- I mean, I, uh, uh, I don't know if I'd count on that. I don't know if I. You don't think the atom will, will be. Okay, there's still a way. You can do atom to be atom to web atom to web atom. I mean, to be honest, unless things have changed, I don't know what the current state is of like the mint burn mechanism, but I would actually turn that UST into Luna in your wallet, send that Luna to like KuCoin or something and sell it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't oh, risk yeah. getting stuck. I wouldn't risk getting stuck on chain. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. That's a smart idea. Cool. You might also get. Again, I don't know what the current mint mechanism looks like, but you might get a slightly better deal on your UST that way, as opposed to like buying Adam with it. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just trying to get it out. So thank you. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Double check too. Like last time I knew, KuCoin still had it listed in trading, but obviously double check. Yeah, I'm gonna check it right now. Thank you. Okay, cool. Okay, and then we had two. Oh, my mic was muted. I'm so sorry. Um, I was saying uh, Ismail and Anna and Baha. Anubhav, you guys kind of both came up at the same time. So Ismail, if you want, just go ahead. Yeah. Hey, hi, Timmy. Uh, Ismail and Anubhav are from the Comdex team itself. So... Oh, okay. Awesome. I thought the names were familiar. Yep. <laughs> cool. So yeah, so Rhythm here and the two new people that popped up, um, whose names I'm sure I butchered, I'm so sorry, uh, are from the Comdex team who we're going to kind of spend the next like hour or so of this space uh, talking with, uh, exploring some of their projects. They have a uh, potential stablecoin in the works. Uh, but one last final call, you know, if anyone has more Luna Direct questions or Cosmos, feel free to pop up here.
going, going, gone. Cool. So, yeah, pleasure to have you guys on here. Um, I guess if you want to start with like just a little general intro for people who might not know Comdex, um, keep it kind of brief, and then we can maybe dive into the stablecoin thing first, or yeah. however you want to take it. But go ahead, rhythm. Yeah, that that sounds a good plan. So, yeah, uh, hello everyone. Uh, I'm Rhythm. I currently handle marketing over here at Comdex. I have uh, Anubhav and Smile along with me. Smile is from the strategy team of Comdex, and uh, Anubhav is the core contributor uh, for our upcoming stablecoin composite. So, uh, talking about Comdex itself. So Comdex chain is a DeFi infrastructure layer for the Cosmos ecosystem, which you know essentially means that you know Comdex provides a variety of interoperable plug-and-play module for projects to use uh, to create their own DeFi platform. You know, providing utility to the Cosmos community as well as the DeFi users worldwide. Uh, on the top of Cosmos chain, uh, Comdex chain, we have, you know, a few uh, products coming up these days. And one of the product is already live on DevNet. That is our uh, decentralized synthetics exchange, CSID, which is currently live on DevNet. People can go and try it out over there. The second one that we are coming up is our own over collateralized stable coin CMST composite. And then we have our lending borrowing platform coming up, Komodo. Uh, we have, you know, a few more products coming up down the line this year. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to, you know, deal with and a lot of stuff to, you know, be uh, announced from the side of Comdex. Uh, I would like to, you know, uh, give the mic to Smile and Anubhav to, you know, go ahead and talk a little, little bit more about Composite, our upcoming over collateralized stablecoin. Sure. Thanks, Rhythm. Um, hi, Demi. Hi, everyone. Uh, first of all, uh, glad to be a part of this session. Um, this is one of the first ones that I am doing, so I'm kind of excited <laughs> and a little nervous as well. So please bear with me. Um, Right. So, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Ismail, I'll give you the floor uh, soon. Um, so basically, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I think the first question that everyone uh, probably wants to, uh, you know, uh, know about is that, uh, why are we doing a stablecoin? So, uh, you know, right, right after such a huge crash. Um, I, I mean, uh, I, I guess the... Um, uh, our mission uh, at Comdex here is to kind of, um, you know, ensure that the entire community does have a, a, a stable coin that doesn't lose its back. And uh, I believe, um, you know, this is the time that we really, really, um, you know, show that it is imperative that we have an over collateralized uh, stable coin. Uh, um, to be honest, these are the only ones that are, uh, you know, going to work um uh when we are we are dealing with um uh, uh, the crypto uh, native world so uh, yeah so that's that's something uh, you know that we've always had in mind at comdex uh, we had been uh, and to be honest the build was already in progress like whatever work we were doing we were working towards uh, this but i think now uh, i feel that you know we're at the right time to launch as soon as possible and and it's, it's kind of uh, the need of the art 
Um, yeah. Um, sure. Uh, Ismail, you wanna take over now? Yeah. Yep. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Anubhav. Um, first things first. You know, people like uh, I like to explain the what, what is the core difference between all the stable coins, right? There's fiat-based stable coins, there's over-collateralized, and there's senior origin algorithmic stable coins. And like fiat-based stable coins are basically what everyone knows. Like you can withdraw it one is to one, and you know they 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 are basically cash sitting in a bank. Mm, secondly, there's over-collateralized stable coin like Dai, which are not very capital efficient, but they they ensure the system is safe. And then this senior origin algorithmic stable coins, which is what Terra Luna is, and oh, uh, and uh, I mean we can see the danger of senior origin algorithmic stable coins. So we we were we were already building an overcollateralized stable coin like months ago, and the 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 base level work was uh, always there, and you know the research and. Uh, all the uh, blueprint was already um, already in the works with Comdex months ago. Yep. Okay, that's really cool that you automatically touched on that because um, I, I was chatting with little Gaines earlier, and that's something he and I were trying to figure out. I, I was like, kind of think I heard something about this a while ago. Like it might have been something in the works, but is this maybe? So this this is not something that you know just came up because of the recent Luna events. This is something you've been working on for a while that makes sense to kind of bring forward now because of recent events, correct? Exactly. Yep. So, okay. you know, we've been thinking about our stable coin since, uh, you know, 2021. Our co-founders, Abhishek and Siddharth, were very prominent about over-collateralized stable coins since starting of Comdex. But, yeah, uh, you know, kind of... We we align with this crash and something, you know, just a coincidence. But yeah, I guess people will realize the value of overpolitalized stablecoin now. So I have a general question on overcollateralized stablecoins. Uh, but before I get to that, actually, Kevin, do you want to jump in? See that hand? Yeah, I um, and I apologize. I've, I've got to jump off after this and I'll make space for some others. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, and, and very excited on the Comdex front. I'm glad you guys are f- working to fulfill that need um, quickly. So, um, you know, just to kind of let everyone know, um, and I'm curious myself, uh, what is the what is the game plan in terms of what is what you're over collateralizing with? Like, what are the assets behind it which it will be over collateralized by? Um, and that would be my main question. And I will step down, but I will listen to the answer. So, thank you. Yeah, I guess uh, Smile can pick it up, or maybe Anubhav, whoever wants to go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. So, um, currently we are backing it with uh, Cosmos-based assets like Osmo and, you know, Comdex token, and basically stable coins, bridge stable coins currently. And then we are like, uh, always, uh, we uh, want to expand our collateral set mostly. But, uh, you know, there's limited assets that are available in the Cosmos ecosystem right now and mostly uh, bridged assets. Um, So, yeah, currently Cosmos-based assets. Yeah, and just to add to that, um, so at launch, yes, we're going to go with uh, Cosmos-based assets. 
um <clears throat> in the future we are going to better our mechanisms to be able to even incorporate nfts um especially um <clears throat> you know with um work that we have in uh, shipfy and uh, our, our enterprise trading platform so we are hoping to uh, you know incorporate or uh, integrate that as well uh, like you know we we probably uh would want to enable um you know traders to be able to uh, uh raise some capital with their um due invoices uh so even i mean that is something that uh, is in the works um but yeah at launch uh we're going to go with uh, cosmos based uh, uh uh currencies uh hi hi everyone this is abhishek uh, uh i i just recently joined but did hear the question so uh we are integrating with the uh, axelar uh, as well so we want to kind of make it a basket uh, you know we will bring in um, you know weth wbtc as well to kind of use that as collateral and in in the future when you know there's some more multi chain environment where people are kind of uh, you know trying to do transactions cross chain then we will uh, we'll certainly expand but uh, what what the token basically needs to maintain its peg is like a price stability peg stability module uh, you know even in in dai there is one which uses usdc uh, you know behind the scenes to keep arbitraging you know uh, whenever there is a price uh, uh, difference so we'll be using usdc uh, uh, primarily to uh, maintain the peg but uh what what we expect is you know there'll be a i, I think 20 to 30% usdc and then uh, you know other assets would be uh, primarily be atom osmo uh, you know juno uh, very very little for our own token because uh, our own token does not have any external liquidity currently but uh, we, we'll keep onboarding you know uh, bigger assets like uh, you know crypto.com and uh, uh, sc uh, secret network and we are speaking to trying to speak to all foundations currently uh, to show support but uh, from a you know from an institutional side we are only looking to get some usdc to keep maintaining the peg cool okay so so that sort of leads, leads me perfectly into the question i had and i i guess the way i'd phrase the question for you guys is the hybrid model of sort of like both backing it with other stable coins as well as other you know more liquid assets like let's say atom i first like just because i wasn't very involved in like die and maker i didn't really think into it but when i first like got in the cosmos i was using kava a lot certainly don't really use kava anymore but they have you know an over collateralized stable coin you can deposit atom kava busd whatever and you can mint usdx and so like the more i used that and just thought about it like the the big problem i had in my mind is like let's just take really simple numbers so let's go with your guys model uh i think it correct me if i'm wrong here wasn't isn't it like for non stable coins 150% like it's over collateralized by 50% is that right yes i okay. mean we can take that as an example yes okay cool so yeah maybe just as an example it not to scare anyone out there but one of the reasons i actually like the cosmos is because any coin in the cosmos could go to zero including atom 
and it wouldn't be the end of the cosmos as a whole. Like the cosmos as a whole can't die. Uh, you know, one of the first articles I read about Adam way back in the day, or not first, but was about how, you know, Adam could get replaced. It's actually not like needed and that's by design. And like, it scared me at first, but then I understood it and I was like, oh, that's great. But what that means is like, especially in the cosmos, um, you know, you can maybe make the argument like at this point, ETH, Ethereum is never going to zero. So the make or die model makes sense. But let's say you're even 150% over collateralized uh, on Comdex chain. So prices start dropping. I am someone who has deposited $150 worth of Atom or call it $150 million. It, it doesn't matter. Um, and I took out $100 worth of this stable coin or I minted. So Atom falls in price you guys kind of liquidate my position. I'm imagining it works the same as like Kava worked. So you would, you would liquidate the collateral I deposited Adam to kind of keep base. But let's say, you know, I took that stable coin, brought it to another chain, started doing whatever. What if Adam continues to drop more than 50%? How do you guys turn that into some form of stable coin that can continue to back your stable coin? Like, because then the argument goes, oh, so I guess you should really only use USDC and like stable coins. And then in that point, it's like, why even make another stable coin? Why not just use the base one? So help me wrap my head around like the, the, I like the idea of being able to use our investment assets, Adam, our liquid things as, as collateral for minting, but I don't know if it makes sense. Thanks for asking. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is something which I see repeatedly being asked on Twitter as well, and I kind of wanted to address it in a you know a different article. But uh, so let's say it's at uh, 150, right? And it, it you know it starts falling down. So uh, like I said earlier, for for maintaining peg stability, you know, we will be deducting like a liquid. We'll give like you know few hours of time for you to. Uh, you know, bring it back, you know, add more atom to the wall to bring it above collateralization ratio. But let's say you don't do it, right? Let's say, you know, you don't either have the atom or you're not, you know, you're not notified of doing it. So what will happen is uh, your atom will start getting uh, liquidated and auctioned off. The auction is first done in our own stable token where, uh, because what is the vault trying to do? The vault is trying to repay back $100 of the composite token back to the vault to close the loan. Now it, it will see, uh, is, is the token at $1 or not? So depending, let's say it's, it's, it's cheaper. So it makes sense for you know, anyone to come and uh, close the loan because they're, they're, they have in a way arbitraged that opportunity. Plus your atom would be sold off a little bit below the market price for that arbitrager to actually do that, make that arbitrage. Uh, secondly, if it's, you know, uh, and let's say worst case, there is no other, you know, composite dollar available. Your atom actually will be sold off here and, you know, the market maker would actually uh, liquidate an atom in a centralized exchange, obtain USDC, use that USDC to mint new composite and use that new composite to pay back your loan. So that way, the we, we, we're keeping that 50% buffer for these actions to take place primarily. That worst case, you know, uh, someone is uh, kind of 
liquidating an atom even even before taking your atom in they will be kind of uh, you know selling off that atom getting that usdc using that usdc to mint mm-hmm. the composite token and uh, uh, pay back the loan that you had taken and then obtain your atom for cheaper and then you know kind of uh, uh, be neutral because they've bought the atom that they had initially sold earlier so what happens is during any let's say sharp decline of the whole ecosystem the peg in fact becomes a little bit more stronger because now it's backed by even more stable currency so the more volatility that happens the stronger the peg becomes over a long period of time because now it's backed by even more stables and not volatile assets so so this is one part the second part that you asked uh, you know why not just use uh usd scenes uh, directly this is what we were hoping for because uh, if you see usdc kind of last year announced they would issue a, a token directly on the kava chain but that has not happened and every see bridged assets uh, you know of course axlar is uh, uh, doing a great job but bridged assets comes comes with its own set of challenges with security etc and then it's not the native asset right if usdc was directly issuing on cosmos and we are trying to you know speak to them to kind of do that directly uh, because uh, if you see algorithmic stable coins only frax is something which has worked very well uh, you know we've kind of gone through most of the stable coins uh, you know if not all that kind of exist in the ecosystem i mean uh, all the ecosystems put together so frax is the only thing that 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 has kind of uh, you know done something well where you're kind of putting only 75% usdc and putting like 25% of uh, the fxs token to mint one frax uh, and luna is luna was basically 100% fxs if 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 you want to you know kind of compare so they have kind of fixed how uh, not it 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 very uh, becomes variable depending on market conditions but it it usually is around 70 to 80% of actual stable tokens versus you know their token so this is one good way of doing it but to even execute a frax based model you need usdc in now imagine something goes wrong with you know axlar or gravity or whatever until that token is native you cannot even build such models uh, at this point in time so it is kind of necessary that you know you bring something in like this where you know you're using assets which you know uh, are not dependent on any other uh, third parties and more also if you consider this whole thing more like a loan and not like building the stable it will make more sense to you because uh, yeah. it's like you were born you know you you had like a property or a house and you wanted liquidity so you go to a bank uh, you know if your if your house is worth 1 million the bank is not going to give you 1 million it's it's almost like would you say it's it's kind of as if like ave were to make their own stable coin that could only be minted from deposits like kind of how kava works like it's 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 more on exactly. the like lending side exactly so maker in fact is more like a crypto bank and yeah is why it's just issuing something and uh, if if you think you know if it's over collateralization is bad it it really is not because it's it's more like lending and not like creating a stable token so okay wait w- walk me through 
So if I, let's say, let's go to my example, I, I've deposited Adam and let's say I, I missed the notifications or whatever. I, I don't add more collateral. I don't repay back my loan. What happens on your end behind the scenes, step by step, once my Adam gets liquidated? Do you guys automatically turn it into USDC? And if so, does that mean you're going to have your own liquidity pools on chain or... Walk me through, like, if, if I don't have stablecoin as my deposit, once I get liquidated, what happens with my Atom? Well, not mine anymore. What happens with that Atom on the back end? Got it. I'll, uh, I'll explain step by step. So it, when the uh, collateral is, you know, more than enough, uh, the system or anyone in, inside or outside the system cannot actually move it. Once it, uh, you know, touches the liquidation ratio, it moves inside the system, it moves to a new vault. And there, uh, uh, all your atom, first of all, doesn't need to be liquidated at the same time, right? Because since it is over collateralized, if you sell a little bit more, it, it can just come back above the, uh, above right. the- Good point, just like partial liquidation to bring you back into the safe threshold. Exactly. So yep. uh, the system first calculates how much how much should it be brought back to? Because there'll be some liquidation fee and then we kind of add the fee there and calculate how much amount of atom needs to be liquidated and we begin an auction for it. Now, anyone, uh, when, when we say anyone, I mean anyone can come in with their composite token and bid for your atom. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, if atom is at $20, they, they'll be bidding like 18, 19, whatever. To, to get Atom cheap and then because they have cheaper Atom, they can sell it off on a centralized exchange and get back more USDC. So, gotcha. that, so this would be the, the process. So it's kind of like the Kudira model, right? Like where people will actually participate in these liquidations. That, that's right. And internally, let's say there is no, no uh, participant actually joined in that auction. Yep. We, uh, we will be running bots or, or our market maker would be running uh, our market maker of, you know, we are trying to get them onboarded to kind of trade on the decks directly, but uh, they, they would always kind of place one order because for someone, because market makers or anyone who's sitting on some, you know, stable capital for them, it's like a no brainer trade, right? Because uh, yeah. each of these trade can make like, you know, a minimum three, four percent. And yep. if it happens multiple times on that, then there's, that's a good return on capital anyways. Okay, cool. That, that totally answers my question. I've, I've still, I've always had this question for Kava because like they don't, as far as I know, let people participate in liquidation. So I'm really glad you guys had like an actual answer to that because I, I still don't know what happens on Kava's back end when, when a, a non-stable asset gets liquidated. I guess maybe it gets swapped on Kava swap or something, but, uh, Cool. That was a really solid answer. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Washington. They, they buy it for cheaper and then sell it. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't know what they do. <laughs> just I mean, probably they probably yeah. have like internal liquidation. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But um, Abish Abishek, sorry if I if I butchered your name. Um, I just had a question in regards to the. Um, you said this the over collateralized stable coin gets stronger over time during a volatile market now is that because it's at the expense of the people getting liquidated because at that point right the people that are liquidating them 
they have to then go turn um, whatever volatile asset they had deposited and they turn it into USDC and pay off the loan. So is that what you mean? Yes. Uh, okay. uh, well, that happens automatically behind the scenes, right? Uh, yeah, that happens automatically uh, because if you think, uh, let's say before liquidation, the current state of the system is, uh, you know, 50% Atom, 50% USDC, let's just say. And if Atom gets liquidated, uh, so let's just say everyone was taking a, so we uh, everyone took the, you know, max risk and provided very little Atom, like just above the liquidation ratio. So if everyone gets liquidated, technically all the composite tokens would then be backed by USDC. So, you know, in effect, the peg has become stronger because the volatile assets have got, got kind of uh, flushed out. I see. So someone will still get hurt then in terms of liquidation. Um, what, why, why use, unless we're forced to use Comdex's stablecoin on the platform, but why even use Comdex's stablecoin when we can just use USDC in the first place? Because like you said, an over-collateralized stablecoin is not, it's not efficient. Because I, I mean, if I use my Atom or if I use my Osmosis, uh to yes i'm losing out on staking uh, rewards so can i take a guess before you answer would it be does this tie back to what you were talking about how you're you're less focused on the actual stable coin and more on like a lending and borrowing loan type platform so it might be that this is for someone who thinks they could get a greater return off of uh you know lending their atom as collateral, taking out some stable coin, doing something else with it, that they could get a higher return from that than they're staking. Is that correct? Yes, you should. Usually that is the case, right? Why would you like if you if you, you know, don't want to sell Atom, but you think, you know, you need stable tokens to do, let's say either, you know, trading another token or uh, you know, doing whatever with the stable token that you want to, but to, uh, but if if you if you don't want to sell your atom, this is this would this would give you a way to do it. And uh, like I told, think about the crypto asset as any other asset that you hold. And if you uh, think of this as kind of generating liquidity for whatever asset that you are holding, and that is kind of the concept of the whole decentralized money, where you know, usually institutions, everyone has this kind of access. Even if you see Twitter's takeover, uh, you know, whatever uh, Elon is trying to do, how has he structured his deal? He's just put his shares as collateral. Seven banks have back, uh, backed him. So basically, all the banks have taken the Tesla token as collateral and minted new money to, you know, buy Twitter out. So it it, it is a similar mechanism like, like it's there in the real world. Uh, regarding like the a margin loan? Sorry? Like a margin loan? Yeah, it's it's like a, gotcha. a margin loan, right? Because okay. uh, it's it's a very similar mechanism. Put put your shares as collateral and take a, take a loan against it. And if, okay. if your share price falls, the bank will liquidate it. Uh, re regarding the second question about uh, staking returns, right? So... I know a lot of, uh, you know, we've been speaking to, and uh, since we are very close to persistence as well, uh, P-Stake is launching liquid staking, Liquixilver is launching liquid staking. Uh, Staffy is doing that as well. So uh, our aim would be to just see, uh, 
the liquidity of you know whatever stake derivative gets created so if there is liquidity if they have a good plan for you know bootstrapping liquidity for the stake datum or stake whatever uh, cosmos asset we, we would and uh, you know we would want to use that as collateral instead of you know the liquid atom so this this is something which we have taken into consideration but no no staking derivative platform currently has has kind of solved the liquidity problem of course people can say you can you know do auctions etc but put doing that with a non liquid asset kind of puts the system at risk where you know if you're not able to get that usdc back because uh, the bonded atom is not trading anywhere so uh, we don't want to start with that risk but as soon as like you know anyone figures out how to do like good staking uh, good liquidity for staking derivatives then then it kind of becomes very simple to do where we you know we we want users to kind of put a bonded asset there and then the return from staking itself would be you know enough to uh, pay back the loan also awesome thank you cool okay yeah no i i think it i think that you guys should lean into that side with marketing that this isn't like terra terra's whole stablecoin thing was coming from a place of like kind of total revolution of like new money, new way to think about it, a new, you know, decentralized economy needs decentralized money to be used everywhere for everything. Um, Whereas you guys, like we talked about, are more, you're not expecting this coin to be the the next big stablecoin everywhere. Rather, it just fits nicely into the puzzle of providing a lending platform for users and just provides more options as well within the cosmos um i mean uh terra uh, uh, i would request you guys to kind of see right at the genesis of of the chain they had uh i think one billion sdt and one sdt was about uh 14 dollars sdt by the way is the uh, currency reserve that the IMF uses, which in the real world is called SDR. It's a basket of uh, you know currencies of major economies of the world. So whatever was happening there, whatever mint and burn, and then Sinaraj, uh, it, it 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 didn't make a lot of sense. Of course, as long as USD expanded, it would make sense. But and this is why, if you see the the maker token is never used as collateral because. It's it's not supposed to work this way, but uh, I, I know before I, I started speaking, you had asked, you know, why why the timing of this one? Um, it, it is not a, a coincidence. Uh, we've been speaking about this, you know, over well, I, I think over a year. If you look at my first articles, uh, you know, early last year. But the issue was whenever you know this this plan kind of was presented. Uh, Everyone just uh, kind of asked me, how will I give 20% APY? And I had no answer for it because it made no sense. Uh, but now, now uh, you know, uh, no more questions around that. And this is why I feel this is the best time to launch it. Because uh, something which was already unsustainable was not paving way for a sustainable model to exist. Because when, when we create systems, we want them to exist you know, perpetually, because that's that's kind of any blockchain's aim to, you know, build something which which lasts. 
and this the model which was kind of being driven at terra was wasn't sustainable and now since everyone knows it it becomes of course there's a lot more fear right now in the market but uh, this this is kind of a sustainable model which which which, which will keep uh, existing and maker token is more like you know internally we call it like a cockroach that never dies you know when markets go down that that make that makes money because of liquidation fees and when markets are expanding uh, uh, because this uh, you know the usage of the token increases they make more free because you know the interest is generated on a large amount so it, this this just works so well i don't know why there is so much you know wrong information about maker has bad token economics or whatever it has it in fact if you ask me it it, it has one of the best token economics uh, in in all of the cryptos that we have studied so uh, we we were focusing on sustainability but of course uh, you know uh, uh, there is no answer to how to give 20% but now now since that question does not exist with people i think uh, people would be willing to adopt a more stable stable token cool very cool um if anybody else has any questions feel free to request up here um i don't know if he's still in here even but yeah washington i was glad you popped up those are some good questions um i guess as a, just as a general note like what roughly i know how development goes um what's your guys like timeline how far along in this when might you launch like is this you know a year or two away a couple months like um so um in terms of i i'll just answer it in a longer way because uh, if if you remember comdex started as you know of course it started in 2018 with the b2b platform and things enterprise trading but when we were doing our mainnet we always said we are building a synthetics protocol right yeah uh, i've i've not been able to clarify it very well uh, but the the dai token is a synthetic what what stable token which we are launching is is a synthetic because it's just representing something else and backing it by something else and this this is something which we were kind of working on for a long time when initially when we were speaking we were trying to tell you that you know the the synthetic asset would be pegged to gold or silver or whatever now it's just being pegged to the usd or i, I would say angolan dollar just to avoid saying us anywhere but yeah. uh, so it's it's a, it's the same thing that we've been using and this is why our testnet internally and we've not announced it but okay maybe this is the announcement uh, uh, 25th is when we are targeting the testnet and our security audits will begin right after they've given us a timeline of 3 weeks to go over uh, you know the, the security uh orders of the platform uh oak security is uh, the one we are speaking with so hopefully you know fingers crossed we uh, you know do the mainnet launch in june uh, because most of the things that we required were already ready what was not ready was the 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 pex stability module basically which which has a you know which has a reserve of usdc to kind of manage the price if it you know uh, uh, moves around uh, moves around too much Okay, very cool. Um are you guys going to have any limits hard coded in the system as far as the amount like accepted ratio I guess between stable assets and non-stable like if if too many people are depositing atom let's say and there's not enough USDC is there a point where the protocol says like 
nope, like there's not enough stables in here, or how does that work? Correct. Uh, it's it's not currently defined in terms of ratios, but each of the assets have like a ceiling. Uh, all I mean, all the volatile assets have a ceiling. So the stable sides do not do not really have a ceiling, but uh, each of the assets we are defining risk parameters to because uh, Atom is not equivalent to let's say maybe equivalent to Osmo, but not let's say Comdex token, right? Comdex token is not as liquid as these these two tokens. So the amount that can be minted from each of these tokens would be limited, and we we want to do kind of a phased launch where. You know, we we don't want to create a big risk, which you know, which would be so big that we it'll be out of bounds for any rational player to manage. So we'll have uh, you know limits to these things. Another uh, reason you asked, uh, you know, you questioning why should you use this token instead of directly using USDC. So one answer for that would also be, uh, see, uh, Axelar is of course uh, you know one of the leading bridges, but uh, gravity also exists. A couple of other bridge providers would also exist, uh, you know, tomorrow. And none of, I mean, the USDC you bring in from uh, Axelar is not fungible with USDC from gravity. So, and this is what will happen, like, even on Osmosis, you know, Osmo UST was the single kind of uh, stable token pair that Osmosis had, but now it's being split between USDC, DAI. On Frontier, there is a gravity DAI. So why are we splitting and fragmenting liquidity in multiple places when, when you can like kind of mint uh, you know, one stable token, uh, you know, no matter which bridge you bring it from, no matter you know, uh, which is either so the DAI or USDC? Does that, it, mean it, for, it, yeah. does that mean for collateral purposes, you guys are going to accept all different types, all different wraps of tokens. You'll accept Axelar USDC, Gravity, Dai, Gra- Axelar, U- Axelar Dai, whatever. Uh, abs- absolutely, because okay. this this will kind of concentrate all the liquidity into you know whatever protocols are being made. And as the first use cases, you know we have a separate lending protocol which will come out in parallel. And a Dex, I mean a Dex is something which you know the, the Cosmos SDK already has. We we just kind of modified a few things, but uh, we, we will just launch these three things in parallel because uh, this liquidity fragmentation will become a huge problem in, in the future because more more players would come in and you know everyone will do their own business development and why do we want to kind of because a user's aim is to trade a stable between osmosis they I don't think they would care as much uh, you know to to only trade USDC with Osmo or Dai with Osmo, or even Axelar's USDC with Osmo or Gravity's USDC. Right? They they want to trade uh, Osmo with a stable to- token. So th- this this token can can serve as like the you know concentration of liquidity from all all the bridges. Yeah. And this can be used anywhere inside the ecosystem. Okay, that that I I can't believe I didn't see that possibility sooner because that is actually very similar to an idea I have been shouting at people for a while here, like in these spaces and in general on Twitter, whenever the conversation comes up about not just stable coins, like even just ETH from different bridges, 
the solution I've been purporting is there should be a chain that's dedicated to being a curve type chain. So stable pairings, but not just for stable coins. So there would be a pool where you could put in, you know, Axelar ETH, uh, Gravity ETH, whatever else there might be. And the LP token from that liquidity pool would be the canonical ETH in the cosmos. And this, like, while not being that, because, you know, it's not necessarily liquidity pools, it's kind of filling a similar niche. Like you, you can say, hey, there's a whole bunch of different stable coins out there that are non-fungible, but we can allow them to all be liquidity for one or liquidity collateral backing, whatever you want to call it. Um, that that kind of eases the user experience. That's a really interesting angle to take on it, I think. Yeah, I I, I don't know how would it work with... Uh, now, now that you say it, I, I didn't imagine how would ETH of such tokens, I mean, bridge deep would No, work, that, but... that wouldn't necessarily work in, in your model, non-stable coins. Um, but honestly, it could actually. What you guys could eventually open, let's say we have four four bridges in the future. Hell, make it five, six, whatever, until these chains start natively adopting IBC and we have to use these, you know, other ones. You guys could make something called like CETH, Comdex ETH, where the way to mint it is by depositing ETH from any of these other bridges. And then maybe through the right marketing, the right partnerships and liquidity, C ETH becomes the fungible canonical ETH of the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Like you guys could, and you just limit that pool to only ETH assets, you know, no stables, no other. Like I just pulled that idea out of my ass because, you know, at first uh, it was for a curved model, but you could do something. This this is uh, really, this is the first Twitter spaces I've gotten something like really crazy back. Honestly, this, this, this makes so much sense. Because in, in, when I say it's a synthetic, we can just create a ETH synthetic, which you know pegs itself to the uh, price oracles, and then to mint that, only things that are allowed is you know ETH from whatever bridge you bring ETH from. It it makes a lot of sense. Cool. Yeah, I I think I think that's something that needs to be figured out. And if you can wrap two use cases in one, uh, you know maybe not necessarily the ETH model, but both being a lending platform, so people can get you know a little bit of leverage, not lose their underlying exposure, but also serve as this way to kind of standardize uh, these off-chain tokens. That would be an amazing like value capture. Would really would search. Uh, I think uh, this makes so. Much, we will target to finish this off. This makes so much sense, uh, actually. Um, I was only yeah. thinking the same thing around stable tokens and wasn't like considering, you know, ETH, honestly, but it, it makes sense because it's the same problem, right? It's it's the same problem. You guys should definitely let's let's chat if you're interested. I have been, like I said, shouting this general idea for a while, just waiting for some project or dev to hear it and go, oh, wait, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> No, so let's certainly this uh, oh, would would love to take this forward. Cool, yeah. Um, I want to get Tank in here, Crypto Tank, if you want to hop hey, in. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, I just wanted to say that was a phenomenal pitch and idea. I am all for that. I think you guys should really work on what he just said. That would be amazing. I don't. I just wanted to jump in there and say that was a that was Yo. a great idea. I'm out here walking my dog, listening as I'm doing that, and I'm going. That would be awesome. 
Yo, uh, Terra Spaces, I'm going to give you like three sharp claps. You can look for those in the waveform. Cut, cut that little bit of conversation out uh, and like send it to me as like a clip. I might post that kind of this whole this whole chunk of um, both both what, what, what they guys have, what they already have in place for a stable coin, but also the ETH conversation. Yeah, I think I think that is something my long term dream, obviously, is that uh, Cosmos grows in such an organic way that chains that aren't even built on the Cosmos SDK do eventually integrate IBC. But that's a long ways out. So we're going to be relying on bridges for a while. Right. And as the cosmos grows, there's going to be more and more bridges. So this there's a there's a serious need for some kind of canonical standardizing of, of these different wrapped assets. So I appreciate you popping up crypto tank because like I've been talking about this idea for a while and everyone's on board with it. But I don't think people have fully. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe maybe there's a flaw to it. I haven't seen yet, but no, no, um, no. And, 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 and I think. Uh... I think Comdex is in a great spot. I mean, I've been saying it on my streams and all this stuff. I think Comdex is in a fantastic spot to do just Ooh. that. So And Larry, Larry, uh, Larry Binance, who's in here, the just tweeted C asset, you know, C ETH, whatever, kind of stands for Comdex, but also canonical. C ETH, the canonical ETH of the cosmos. That'd be that'd be pretty sick. Cool. Okay. Um, so did you guys happy to talk more on this stuff? Like for sure. But did you guys have any things you particularly wanted to cover like on, on the convex side? Um, or did we kind of get through most of it? I, I think, uh, we, we should have a Twitter space post our, uh, testnet launch where, you know, people can like click around and see how, how things are, give reviews and, and guys, whatever suggestions you guys have. I, I know our forum is not a lot like uh, commonly used, but li like your own idea, right? Feel free to kind of uh, put it on the forum and we, we, we can kind of open it up for the whole community to kind of see and discuss whatever they think. And uh, all our risk metrics, everything we'll be posting soon there since we, uh, you know, the final numbers we are just closing out. But we, we just want, uh, like like participation from people to actually know what's happening and how things are being decided and uh, and such discussions would obviously you know lead to uh, you know much better ideas coming out uh, as well so just would request anyone who's listening and you know wants to contribute can just uh, you know go out feel free to you know uh, put a forum post with, with whatever you guys are thinking where um let's let's give people some direction what do you mean exactly by forum like discord or what do you guys use Oh, we, we have a forum.convex.one to, to okay. put, put anything you guys like. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to, I'm gonna actually quickly just make a tweet with that and I'll pin it at the top here. So forum.convex.one. Oh, yep. Bingo. I'll probably delete this tweet after this is just for the space, but anybody who wants to quickly hop over there. Um, I don't think it pinned. Hold on. Twitter is playing, so not nice with me. Here we go. Cool. So pinned, pinned tweet up above in the space, Comdex forums. I will definitely go make a post there tonight, actually, um, on, on this, like, ETH idea. And obviously, you know, expand it, the ETH idea as other assets come. You can do this with whatever. Um, yeah, very cool. Okay, yeah, I encourage, encourage anyone who... Wait, is it? 
Is it showing up as a pinned tweet? I don't see it. Yes, 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 it is. Okay, cool. My Twitter's so bugged. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I love that. Cool. Um, okay, might wrap it up here soonish. Um, but a little bit earlier than normal, actually. So happy to jump into anything else people might be interested in, including, uh, I don't know, since we already have you guys up here, maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the other Comdex offerings, like the synthetic platform. I know that like I'm putting together an infographic right now of kind of for general purpose use, but also kind of aimed at lunatics to give them an easy look at the cosmos of like, here are the categories, um, you know, so that someone who maybe used mirror protocol a lot and liked the idea of synthetic assets might know where to go. So um, like I have you guys in there for synthetics. Um, one of my biggest questions is where I assume somewhere, but like where on the roadmap might other assets be besides gold, silver and oil? like maybe stocks like Mira did, or, uh, you know, there's some assets I actually like wish there was an easier way to invest in like over the past couple of years, like palladium and kind of off, but would have made a boatload if I could have done it easily. Um, is that somewhere in the roadmap or. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, Devnet was out, you know, things were ready, but we, we were kind of uh, mirror faced a lot of trouble with sec, uh, you know, uh, late last year and that 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 was not there when we kind of started developing it so we, we kind of held back into you know launching it uh, uh you know on mainnet because we wanted to see you know what is the regu- uh, regulation or what is the resolution that kind of comes out with that uh, uh if you remember do, do got subpoenaed uh, at the Masari event uh, last year and we, we we happen to have uh, you know uh, similar lawyers or whatever. So we we, we were we were trying to you know uh, actually see if uh, you know that's the best strategy to launch it. But launching it for other uh, other cryptos is something which we, which we are considering and not touching. Uh, you know, gold, silver, and oil, which uh, you know which the CFTC might not like or. You know whatever so uh, th- this is one reason which 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 kind of held us back you know of course people might say stable token might be similar but this this kind of uh you know came out of a reaction because our our, our whole ecosystem cannot you know stay without a a, a die i i feel that that kind of is necessary for DeFi to bloom into cosmos and uh, we said no let's just go ahead and do it so and and since since this would be like uh, i mean this this is a much stable model proven you know working uh, on on the ethereum side so we we just went ahead and uh, did it but it, coming to coming to the luna folks right uh, what we kind of imagine is uh, of course uh, you know most chains now have cosmosm or uh, but everything on the Terra chain was structured around UST, uh, and and if, if you pick up any product, it's 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 uh, you know structured around UST. So w- what what we will we wanted to foresee, but we've not been so aggressive, uh, you know. But uh, what what we foresee is uh, you know the products on Terra can 
can not like very easily, but easily be replicated on uh, Condex because we once we kind of launch the stable token, uh, no other chain has like a native token which is already uh, there, right? So it kind of becomes one of the best place for you know the Terra guys to develop something on. Uh, and this this narrative is something which which people need will will you know understand more as the you know chain progresses and the the token is live because uh, it, it's just easy for them because that's what they were doing uh, you know structuring things around usd so instead of that they can just structure things around the composite uh, uh, token and everything else can just be replicated and it'll be easier for them to build because uh, because of cosmosm as well so this is something which we foresee will happen because even in the you know whatever uh, v2 is being proposed etc cetera, etc cetera. the stable token they're saying it will be overcollateralized uh, you know or whatever they will do but if if we already launched the overcollateralized stable token you know fast enough and this is another reason for doing you know things very quickly uh, uh, not sleeping it's it's 6am here so it's the the aim is to get that out quickly and then uh, you know we we're trying to speak to you know few projects and just to tell them this fact that you know your your project can directly work here and this is something which which we you know hope happens in in the near future awesome yeah i think just to kind of tie together a lot of points from that we taught touched on tonight i'm realizing in this conversation that i took one of ust's biggest uh benefits for granted um like you know we looked at it as totally decentralized doesn't need to be partially backed by usdc like die um has this cool arbitrage opportunity it's it's fast it's a cosmos asset all these things are great but like the the one thing that i hadn't fully considered until tonight obviously i thought about it is how regardless of what it was backed by regardless of if it was uh, efficient to use regardless of any of that one one thing it had going for it was that it was the default one it was the canonical stablecoin of like you said osmosis most of the base pairs but obviously within the chain too so people could build these apps that interconnected with each other you know one of my favorite strategies on luna used to be spectrum protocol which was a yield farming version of nexus liquidity pools which itself was a yield optimizing version of just i think like teraswap pools like it was just these layers of apps that worked with each other and that was only possible because they all agreed on and used the same asset Interchain accounts is is picking up steam, and that's the idea that the apps and just general use it, things we do on the blockchain can kind of communicate between chains. So you know we might start to see some of that want to be created, where someone makes a, a chain that's dedicated to one purpose, but it interacts with a DApp module it has on another chain, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, or or a completely separate dApp, two different developer groups, like with my Spectrum example, where one just wants to build, you know, a way to optimize the other. That can't happen efficiently unless all of these projects are using the exact same token. And so if one of them goes, oh, I want to use, uh, you know, eEuro, and the other goes, I want to use Axelar USDC, because uh, I don't really trust that, or or whatever it might be, 
suddenly you don't have that cohesion and that like beauty that was part of what made Terra what it was. So I think the whole con- discussion around a canonical stablecoin, just like the default one that everyone can accept and it can be fungible, I think that's one of the biggest like benefits that it brought and that your product might potentially bring. Because um, that that is a barrier to a lot of more in-depth uh, DeFi and just just the apps in general is the ability to connect and agree upon the assets that are being used at the core level. Um, so I'm kind of glad we had this talk and I was able to think through that. Um, I got a question from someone here for you guys in my DMs. Would you guys ever consider having uh, a composite peg to something else rather than one USD, similar to how Shade from the Silk Protocol and Shade is going to do a basket of currencies and commodities? Or kind of like the example you guys were using that the uh, IMF uses, I think you're saying. That, I, that's actually news to me. But yeah, any ideas for a stable coin that's pegged to something less hated than the US dollar? See, <coughs> so, sorry about that. Uh, if, you, if you read the original, you know, DAI papers, they were, I mean, DAI equal to $1 is a meme. It it's not it it was it was just supposed to be stable. It was never supposed to be like back to one USD. But you know it, that that is how kind of, you know the theory kind of uh, moved forward. But if you look at a similar stable token called Rai R A I on on the Ethereum ecosystem, they started pegging themselves to three point one four, like the value of pi, just because they wanted to prove that you know it, it can be pegged to anything in the future. But Honestly, from a user standpoint, right? Uh, if you look at across the globe, uh, people like USD. I mean, they calculate. Why does I mean uh, a million and a billion? These numbers. I mean, these words don't make any sense in the Indian context because we we have our own, uh, you know, uh, categorization of the zeros basically. But everywhere when you ca- want to count money, you you want to see if he's a millionaire. The the numbers that are playing around in people's mind is usually USD, no matter which country they're from. So it's kind of necessary for adoption for people to, uh, you know, it's it's just difficult to define your you know net worth into from any other token. Because even if you said you hold thousand atom, I would just go to you know coin market cap, see the value of atom, and then try to understand how much money do you actually have. So unless that goes away from people's mind, it's it's very difficult to push an, a, a token which is pegged to something else. Uh, you know, pegging to anything is possible. It's not like uh, it's a it's a technology challenge. But if if I told you it's pegged to you know whatever uh, some some random currency, even INR for let, let's say the in, the Indian rupee, uh, most most people would not understand that how much how much money is it really. So that that is what one challenge that that you can't do it. One thing that we wanted to do, you know, me and Siddharth, we 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 used to discuss that we we used to we want to create something which represents buying power and not not a currency. And that if you see Frax has implemented, you know, a, a new token which which represents buying power. Although I, I have my reservations about its stability, but uh, it's it's something that you know which we would want to kind of. Uh, think and deliver in the future where a token that that doesn't degrade 
its value you know with inflation or whatever because it's supposed to represent your buying power and not a particular currency and the sdr the imf example i gave you they they kind of hedging it across different currencies because they're like betting on economic growth of different countries and trying to manage their token based on that but uh, we we were trying to we, we we will try to think about something but that's some something in the you know long term future where we might to we 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 would want to uh, create a token which represents buying power and not you know usd or any other currency for that matter cool okay awesome hopefully that um larry feel free to shoot me shoot me another message if you have like a follow-up question but that was, that was a solid answer um a couple new faces in here actually so i'll just restate um if anyone wants to come up uh especially while we have these guys if you have any questions about comdex or uh, the stable coin they're building or sort of anything else um now's the time uh also, though, as we sort of wind down, if you have any general questions, as always, the Wednesday spaces are perfect for this. You're coming from Luna and want to know maybe what the best equivalent asset is in the cosmos, or uh, you're just coming from wherever and kind of checking out the cosmos. Uh, these Wednesday spaces are a great time uh, to get those answers and come up and ask, so everybody feel free. In light of that, though, I think if we don't get any people coming up in maybe the next five minutes, I'll probably start to wind down the space here. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts or uh, anyone from the Comdex team? I appreciate you guys coming up here and doing this. I think this was awesome. I love to just talk talk with projects that are building and kind of you know ask these questions in a voice-to-voice way as opposed to over text. And doing them in a, a live Twitter space like this that's also recorded um, by like Terra Spaces, shout out Terra Spaces, much love, I think is just a really, really great way to kind of work through these. But if you guys have anything else you want to touch on or maybe info for people, um, definitely go ahead. I mean, nothing, nothing currently, but just, uh, you know, keep an eye out for the testnet where, you know, uh, I mean, lots of speakings, documents, et cetera, but uh, would want kind of users to, you know, play around with the app and, uh, you know, give, give your reviews, et cetera. Uh, hopefully before the end of the month, you'll be able to do it. So uh, just, uh, you know, uh, keep an eye out for the for the app. Awesome. I'm very excited. I, I participated in the last testnet for the, the like lending protocol and it was it was smooth as butter. Everything worked like I expected. Um, yeah, so definitely excited. Um, Cool. So as always, uh, my DMs are open. If anyone does kind of get questions, uh, I might have one last minute one here. Um, questions about anything. I might not always know how to answer a question, but I've kind of become connected enough in the cosmos that we can find someone who will. Um, Gilberto, you got to take take the floor, my man. Yeah, I have a question in regards to the CMDX token. What are going to be the first use, use cases for it? Like, what utility will it first have? Uh, good, good, good question. Uh, so, uh, I'll tell you why we came up with uh, the new hardware token to manage it, manage it separately. Uh, and then I'll, I'll answer, uh, you know, it kind of interconnects with everything. What, what we were initially thinking is... Uh, the CMDX itself becomes the governance token, 
but then it, it would be, bring two problems. Uh, one is that the governance token should never be used as a collateral, which would limit all our possibilities to ever mint the stable token uh, using our own token, right? So it was kind of limiting in that way and for all our users. Uh, secondly, uh, the 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 last the 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 governance token of like like the maker token is uh, follows a mint and burn mechanism. So and we have already kind of committed to how the CMDX token economics will play out. So changing that and uh, you know introducing removing the max supply or uh, you know just changing those numbers did not did not feel good enough because. Uh, End of the day, CMDX has a purpose to run the L1 chain, uh, and not too many things should be done around to uh, you know make some drastic changes to it. But to you know to answer your question about what utility would it have, so the DEX that gets launched, uh, you know the the swap fee would kind of get collected to CMDX, and the lending protocol that we launch in parallel. Uh, we, have, we we won't be launching uh, another token for it because like that that, that platform works uh, uh, more like silo finance. Uh, so uh, and that's the project which won the you know ETH hackathon last year to uh, build an efficient and secure uh, lending platform for uh, Ethereum. So uh, what we're trying to do is uh, that that uh, platform would not kind of need another token. So whatever value accrual happens because of the premium differences between uh, borrowing and lending, uh, that would accrue to CMDX as well. So CMDX will find you know two more use cases apart from just running the chain and governance of the chain itself. And of course, in the future, you know whatever we might develop, uh, we always try to kind of minimize the number of tokens which uh, which we are trying to launch because um, you know for, for for someone external it might look like you know, wow, five tokens, every token is uh, whatever, uh, worth how much ever. But internally, it becomes not so simple to manage it uh, as well because uh, this value accrual, you know, during a bull market, you launch something, everything becomes highly valuable. So, you know, it looks very nice. But uh, if you think very long term, uh, you know, there should be value accrual to CMDX. And that is why, you know, we are committed for, you know, for, for the foreseeable future to, you know, keep, building products which would uh, you know accrue more value to cmdx itself okay so the more adoption on the cmdx network the more value accrual it will give the token overall over time oh, oh, absolutely because uh, uh, you know it's it's too it's a couple of things because uh, an l1 cannot be like always just on how much tokens it's burning because uh, even ethereum if you see uh, the gas fee even though it was so high they still had to pass the uh, improvement proposal to burn it because not enough it was getting burned so but but it's still valuable because of the other uh, you know projects other uh, other utilities that are being built on top of ethereum so as as the usage of the chain increases as more products uh, you know start getting launched uh, it, it would certainly become more valuable in itself okay thank you for that Cool. I got another another person popping up. I have another question. Crypto like Mo, what's going on, man? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Going good. Thanks for coming up. Take it away. What uh, you got a question for them or? So I I just got in here right now. 
So if I ask a question, I might easily ask a question um, that was already asked. So I'm going to listen a little bit and then see if I have something to say at that point. Okay, cool. No, no huge worry. Um, if, if they got to go, it's something I can always answer too. So that these spaces are Wednesdays are meant for, for asking silly questions or repeated questions. So no worry. But um, yeah, we'll let, uh, we'll let Royal Pirate hop in here first, maybe. Thanks for popping up. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I've been trying to take a back seat, seat since last week. I think most people know me as a, a lunatic. So, you know, pain all around. Love everyone out there that uh, kept the faith and went down with the ship. Uh, maybe not the smartest move, but look, you went down with your beliefs. I kind of wanted to know um, next steps, you know. Uh, Cosmos ecosystem is, is very intriguing. Uh, but what really do we have to look forward to short term and decentralized money? Because uh, the only thing I can really find right now is Bitcoin, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I think I think you're asking a, maybe a bigger question than we're trying to tackle on this space. Did I, like did a, I jump into the wrong question. space? I just saw you and I know I've been following you a lot. No, 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 no. I mean, like, that's a really good question. I just mean it more in terms of like, that's that's like a really big almost like, because <laughs> like it, in a way, it, the problem I actually always had with Terra still is that, you know, it's still the U, it's still pegged to the U.S. dollar. And so in a way, it's like, I, depending on your definition, I think Bitcoin is the only decentralized money we'll ever have. Um, I think there is interesting, I think there is room for experimentation genuinely um, with other forms of sort of internet money. Like, I don't know if you're a lunatic, you're probably not as familiar with Netta. Netta was like uh, something that got airdropped to Juno stakers um, price has done very poorly, but like that doesn't, I, I don't, I don't think that should matter uh, for the project because it was like a hundred percent airdrop. Nobody had any buy-in price and it, it doesn't do anything. It's just, you know, a scarce asset that's, uh, and so something like that, I think there's room for experimentation, but it, in the conversation and just concept of like true decentralized money, like, I don't think it is Bitcoin. So, like it's- yeah, and and I I just you know kind of jumped in because again I'm starting to respect you and your spaces and your uh, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I was appreciate here, you hopping in. Yeah, I, I've been here since. Oh shit, man! We were ordering not not anything that made me trip, but we saw our money two times in 2016, and I my my finance brain just saw all the money. And then I got on Bitfinex and, you know, jumped into, what was it? Sentiment, then OMG and shit, man. I had a ride on OMG. Plasma, June, the the dream of the power of plasma. And what was different about the 2018, I guess, 19 crash was you had every chance to get out. Um, This crash kind of seemed to happen point blank. And as I get older, you know, the experimentation part of me wants to truly believe, but at the same time, you know, what's the risk reward level between innovation and invention? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good question. I, I, I would like to add something. I think that that's a very, very, very valid point, you know, from both of you guys, you know, BDC being the decentralized money, uh, I, I first used BDC back in 2013 because uh, 
the, the i just want didn't want paypal to reverse that payment honestly and that was the only uh, you know uh, i only trusted that currency no matter you know it could move away from whatever price it was being uh, you know sent to but i just wanted that trust that you know once it's in my wallet it's mine so and that 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 is why i kind of used uh, my first ever btc transaction but so, so this, this let me ask you one yeah. thing, Tim. What what's your belief in the idea of being able to pay a flat fee? I think that's kind of something I've really latched onto. Um, instead of paying with a base layer inflationary token, what do you what do you believe is that interception of paying twenty five cents for a transaction? So, so you're commenting on how you could pay like UST in the in, for Luna transactions. Correct. And that kind of made it what normies accepted, right? And are we ready for normies? Um, maybe even a bigger question again. I sorry to, I'm all over the place. Um but but uh yeah, I, I found what was so special about Terra was not only the UI and UX, and I think we can all get a little bit behind that. I also believe some dirty practices were done, but again, I will wait for the facts to roll out. But what they created was kind of cool. It was very, it, it wasn't kind of cool, it was very cool. And we were able to pay in a base denomination that made sense to us. I don't get how to pay in Osmos. I don't get how to pay in Juno. I don't get, you know, do I have to go and buy Algorand to go remit my, I think, what is it, Wrecked Wolf? I, I'm, I'm struggling to see the consensus, I guess. And maybe, maybe I'm searching for an answer that's not answerable yet. Uh, uh, you will you will see it on our chain once the stable token launches. All all fee uh, that would be paid, uh, uh, the user would, would would be able to pay in in the stable token itself. So that that is something which which we realize as well that uh, you know it's it's the it's just better UX and it's it's just because you as a person wants to primate maybe a normal user does not even want to hold CMDX or Luna. They just want to own the stable token and transact with it. But just so before you have to do a transaction, you have to figure out how to get that one Luna or right, one CMDX. Right. I, know enough, I know enough about coding where you, you have three options. You give up security, you give up UI, or you give up UX. So, you know, have you solved all three of those? What we are thinking of doing is, since our our, our native token CMDX will have uh, you know a liquidity pool with the stable token, internally we would be you know internally it would be a swap. So uh, it, the fees, of course, cannot be like flat because you you can't can't ever judge because because the fee would be dependent inherently on how the CMDX token is priced at that point, but. Yeah, uh, actually, but you should be able to pay in in the stable token. That actually, that's another question I, I, I forgot to ask for you, Royal Pirate, on like your sort of where you're coming from, question wise. Like when you're hoping for like paying a flat fee, did you mean like in stablecoin or non changing? Like it is always the same amount. Well, what I know, and so my, I guess my biggest flaw was when I took profit, I took profit in UST, right? Yeah. So when I paid 25 cents to, to claim my staking rewards, I could put that on my Excel 
you know, boom, bang, bing. I paid this X, Y, Z. Now right. it's and like, it made everything. Do I? Do I? Yeah. Now, now do I use? I see Segwit? exactly what you mean. Yeah. Now I go to. Now do I go to Bitcoin? Do I use Segwit? Native Segwit? Do I use Lightning yep. Network? And, yep. and I'm, I'm all confused again. To tell you the truth, and I'm six years in the industry. Yeah. And then, so like, let's say you even just keep those records of like how much fees you paid. If you ever need to use that data later, you also have to go figure out exactly how much Bitcoin was worth, unless you logged that too at that moment to get its USD value. And like, yeah, I definitely see what you're what you're saying. Um, so and the, and the, and the I guess the the right I have right now in crypto is I want decentralized money to work right, yeah. my heart and soul, but I also want to invest right. You know, I want to do right by my family. I want to do right by my girlfriend. I want to do right. Um, and keep growing my net worth, but I also want to contribute to the greater good. So, you know, kind of long story short, I'm trying to find that equilibrium because what Tara showed me is the sharks are still, you know, you know, saber tooth or whatever. They're large and they will eat us and they will spit us out. And I'm guys, I'm kind of in a conundrum, if you will. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have answers in this whole regard. I like the future that I dream of is one that won't happen in my lifetime, I'm pretty sure, which is where decentralized money as a concept takes on a whole new meaning where, you know, it's no longer a flat 25 cents, flat whatever USD value, but things are literally priced in Bitcoin. And when I do my taxes, you know, I might calculate it in Bitcoin. So, so like that's my view of decentralized money, but it's it's a long ways off. So was it was it the space I heard you on talking about the bill of rights for a blockchain? How uh, long? Ago I'm, I mean, again, I, I I've only <laughs> been listening to you for about a week and a half. I've been trying to expand my horizons, but someone brought up a great point where you know our founding fathers didn't just say go at it. They, they laid the framework, and I'm talking USA, uh, they laid the framework for us to debate and guide each other within a framework that worked. And we're, yep. trying to, we're trying to do that with validators, but validators are still money interest. And again, I, I, I'm spewing, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I'm still, I'm looking for decentralization, right? Uh, and again, open ears, and I appreciate y'all's time. And just kind of looking for fresh new ideas. If anyone's got something to plug, I don't mean to take up everyone's time, but yeah, it's just hard because you you believe in all these projects and these ideas, and then you finally got one that actually broke two top so, ten, and it got a race. Yeah, yep. So here's, I mean, I, I don't want to throw hopium at you. I don't want to get your hopes up, but especially in light of the recent terror events, I have been pretty like i think some other people up here might <laughs> agree that like i'm kind of a harsh critic of a lot of projects and things and the response and like documentation and ideas from silk and like shade have kind of like impressed me are you familiar with those at all or should i give a quick i know shade i haven't i haven't read too much about silk but the uh, the privacy factor is a huge thing after learning about how the moves were calculated based off of 
either how you want to clarify it, arrogance or over transparency. So yeah, shade is sparking my interest a lot. Yeah, and I mean, connected to another point we've talked on the the stable coin, it would mint silk uh, would, and like in this way also, it's not even competition with the Comdex's stable coin because where Comdex is at least for now is going to be you know a U.S. dollar pegged. One of Silk's things is that it's pegged to a basket of assets. So I know personally, like one of the reasons crypto as a whole appeals to me is because with full knowledge of how important and central and strong it is, uh, I don't like the U.S. dollar, right? And so it, it is funny that our best attempts at decentralized money is just a synthetic version of the U.S. dollar. But the answer also might not be, you know, in my lifetime, like I was saying, something like Bitcoin. That's just totally its whole own thing that would require. Like that won't happen in my lifetime because the people who control the world's finances and, you know, their kids that they're grooming, they're not going to be. It's going to be a while until the people up in those positions of power are pro crypto, because right now there's there's they're not going to let the old system die. So an alternative that I like is something like Silk, where one of the assets underlying it is the U.S. dollar and all of these other traditional real world things. But it's at least attempting to tackle uh, one of the problems we all have with the fiat system, which is the centralization of like, you know, if the U.S. government really fucks something up, that is the equivalent of Tether fucking something up. Right. I don't know if people know about the euro dollar but it's like a term has nothing to do with euros. It's a term for like US dollars held in foreign uh, like state some, bank some accounts. Pe- some, some, pe- some people might know it as the petrodollar as well in the uh, oil yep. industry. Yep. Um, so like all these things like are so instrumental and like one thing and you know, the government totally controls them, which is why they are not going away but also why we don't like them. So I, I am kind of favorable of something like shade, shade and silk where it's like, okay, let's at least go for the average of all these things or some, some weighted average. So that's part of something that really appeals to me there. Like I hope. So do you have an opinion on fracked? Why, why were they one of the chosen four of the pool? What is their whole shtick again? I like them back in the day. Yeah, from what I understand, they they wean off of collateralization through inflation. But yeah, there's, okay. there's, a, there's oh. always a war chest, but they're not over collateralized like Dyer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak too much. I'm not as brushed no up on facts as I once was, but they, I'm pretty sure they they hold their peg decent, right? Like I just looked them up. Looks like you know they fluctuate by. Yeah, I was so. I, was, so I, was I, I can probably speak a little bit off. So I was staring at USDT when they depegged off of uh, off the dollar, and with an instant, every whale went to that website. You should have seen the traffic on the website, and they redeemed for one to one. So I guess that's kind of. I just wanted to that point where there was a centralized web service where usdt went off peg but someone could grab 100k and go to the centralized web service and cash out sorry for interrupting go ahead 
so, yeah, go sorry, ahead. For, for, in, in terms of FRAX, right? So, uh, like I said, FRAX uh, tries to put like uh, 75 for, for minting one dollar, one, one FRAX, you have to put in like 75 cents of some stable token and the other 25 cents is the FXS share. Now the FXS internally works exactly how Luna works, but what it says is depending on the confidence or in the FXS token, the 75-25 ratio keeps splitting, uh, keeps changing. I mean, moving from, you know, it can move as low as, it can go as low as 50 and it can, you know, uh, go as high as 100. But why the depelging doesn't really happen is because frags themselves kind of own a lot of their own liquidity so it, it it's it's kind of impossible to do an attack on frags and make make this happen uh, you know whatever happened with luna although that risk does exist but they they kind of control it by owning most of the liquidity themselves in in so the I, curve pools as i understand the mistakes um are you basically saying that Terra and the UST went to too many centralized exchanges and too many chains too quickly, where they couldn't control? I think that's definitely part of what happened, personally. I know you're directing that at him, but I just wanted to hop in. That is, I think, part of it, yeah. Oh, that's a major part of it. Plus, plus and then I didn't hear but, you know. Yeah, so, I mean... I, I have not lost faith in an algorithmic stablecoin. I think that if you just consider like what the concept of infinity really means when you consider like human creativity and imagination, like half the shit we're using today just in our daily lives literally could not have even been conceived by someone a hundred years ago. So like I, I do think it's possible, like I don't think all algorithmic stablecoins are doomed to fail. Yeah, but I was I was putting a floppy in my computer in, in middle school. I'm not, you know, so I could I couldn't imagine, it, you know, having a, a Zen book that's two pounds. So I, I think the I I guess where I'm getting at is what's the level between risk and reward, and what is the level between innovation and invention? And that's a hard question. I don't expect an answer, but again, I. I'm trying to find myself, guys. I I have gone through two cycles and ended up only out of debt. And I'm lucky to be that. So I'm just sparking interest and questions that I'm trying to search for, not that need to be answered, because I truly believe there is some form of decentralization. Now, can we all vote on one thing? No, true governance never works. We have to we have to right now in American society. And even European or Western worlds, we have to vote elective leaders. And that's where validators come from. So we put our money with validators we believe will make the best decisions for us. Because on a day-to-day anchor proved, we couldn't make decisions for ourselves. So I want to in the guidelines. I want to make money. I want to better the next generation. And I just want people to be safe because, you know, what Terra did was also bring in a lot of retail, a lot of retail, and it kind of weighs on me. Oh, my bad, man. I accidentally muted everyone trying to accept someone come up on stage. Didn't mean to mute you there. Um, yeah, they, they're, all, they're all good questions to ask. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. My bad. Uh, no worries. I uh, I guess I was just being a little bit, and I appreciate your time. So I'll let anyone else talk if they want to. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, I think I I, I realize uh, more and more these days that like I'm I'm now like an OG in crypto in a way. Like I and have different viewpoints than a lot of new people like crypto still feels very new to me but now i'm realizing like oh shit you know there are a lot of people in crypto maybe even full time that are spending all their time on twitter or whatever not for a job but just full-time invested that are not asking any of these questions you're asking they don't understand why crypto is important in the first place like why any of this stuff has any value like kind of the bigger like philosophical questions. So I think they're actually really good to ask, even if they're, you know, not easy yeah, to answer. And I just want people to know where they're putting their money because I thought Plasma that was blessed by Vitalik and his his band of merry men was the answer. And then June or whatever you want to help pronounce his name dipped off into traditional finance. So it's it's been a, a wax and a wane and I've joined I have enjoyed having money and I've enjoyed losing money. And I've enjoyed losing money because it hurts. And that's a weird, weird way to put it. But it, it makes me ask more questions. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's kind of in the same vein of what a lot of people say with like bear markets and builders. Like when everything's euphoric, everything's going up. You don't really ask any important questions because you're just making money. But when things are down or when you've lost a lot, as long as you have the resolve to not just like quit crypto entirely, that's when you really have the the revelations and such. And that's been my experience. I've actually never put it into words like that. So I'm kind of glad you said that. I've been through a couple bear markets now and lost everything a couple times. And it's definitely, in a way, the most constructive time on a, on a yeah, personal level. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I, I had next to Jerry Jones in South Beach, all paid for by Luna. But at the end of the day, what I realized was I never risked off because I was sitting in UST. And I just want people to remember that at the end of the day, you can only buy a burger with US dollars. And it's hard for me to say the sharks, the VCs, if you start reading these articles, they all made their money back. Yeah. They all made their money back between Norway. I just saw. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, continue. I was just I just saw a thread today. I don't know if it's old news or if I'm just seeing it, but like one of uh, it got discussed. Like Pantera Capital, one of Terra's big backers, not only was their validator node like completely down for the whole event, like no blocks processed, but apparently they also pulled their entire stake out of Terra like just days before, a week before, or something. Yeah. Um, so. So I've been doing some research. So I, I went from true decentralization, um, believing in trading. Bitfinex was awesome. It was a money maker back in seventeen. God, it did. <laughs> it poured money into my goddamn bank. I bought Litecoin. I got the biggest lecture about Ethereum in two thousand seventeen. I'll never forget it from one of my gamer friends because I'm all finance guys. I, I work in commercial real estate. I've worked for one of the two. Um, you know the names, uh, male and female. But uh, I, uh, I kept growing and I kept falling in love. And you know, 
shit, I forgot where I was going with this. But uh, yeah, somewhere. But yeah, the just crypto. I don't know. I think there's there's kind of a cool way to end off the night here. Um, just because I think times like this, incredibly bearish times, have lots of benefits. Um, one of which is you get to see who the real builders are, the projects that are undeterred and keep cranking out cool stuff and sometimes do it better because they can have their heads down. They don't feel pressured and rushed by competition. But then on the individual like investor user side, like you and I, like bear markets are a time to reflect and go. There's a million things to reflect on. One of my personal ones I've always done is like, okay, what now that the euphoria is over, do I feel the same way about things? And if so, then I know I've like found a project that like I'll, I'll invest in more throughout the bear market. So like for me, that was Adam in like 2017, 18, like when the first big drop happened, uh, like from nine K or 10 K, whatever it was at. And it kind of went down to three, like that kind of put me out of commission for a while. I lost like everything just stepped away for like a month, but, not even a couple weeks came back. I was like, okay, like what projects was I interested in before? What, what little bags do I technically have? Like, cause I didn't lose everything. I had, you know, little $50 bags on various wallets or whatever. And, you know, Adam was one of them. So I just did further research into it and it was way easier to have confidence investing in it because everything was bearish. And I knew it was like, I'm I'm not looking into putting my money in this because I think it's going to take off tomorrow. It's because I actually trust the intrinsic value, what it's trying to do, the long-term vision, and probably so why, rambled why, too long. Why, why, point, why, but, why, yeah. why, why did you skip over uh, VGX, LCS, uh, FTX token? Um, why? So that's where I guess I am leading from is. So I didn't from- necessarily. So actually, one of the tokens I recommended to like all my friends and just in general and bought a lot of was BNB. I didn't necessarily even like, you know, the centralized element, but I just knew that was going to have crazy value and that it was crazy undervalued. Well, BNB um, kept, BNB kept being in the market. I'm not going to lie. During last bear, yeah. they gave me some hope. It was fun. Was, yeah, they were they were trading, they were having fun, and then I come into MCO and Crow, and then Voyager, and then all of a sudden thirsting for decentralization again. So, uh, you know, last point to make is trust. Anyone's got um, some research, my way. I love reading. Um, I appreciate y'all's time, and I appreciate your your time uh, attending it. Dude, appreciate you coming up here. Um, good questions, good talking points. Um, yeah, I think everybody just needs to keep their head up emotionally in these times and head down when it comes to the grind. You know, whatever projects. Yeah, like I'm kind of glad you called that out. I did not mean to imply Adam was the only coin I found and invested in during Bear. Um, it was just like the best example. Uh, but yeah, try and use this time constructively. Um, you know, as we've learned tonight, like builders are. Uh, I'm building stuff. The Comdex team here is. I know plenty others that are, you know, funding might be a problem now for some. Um, 
hopefully not as bad as it is for most Luna projects, obviously. But but, but people like me come in. I I'm a funder. I I wish I could read Rust. I know the value of Rust. I know the value of Cosmosm only because I've researched it so much. But there is an investment class within this core community that doesn't like to speak up because we just got our shit rocked. Um, So don't forget, there's a lot of a lot of middle class people that see the squeeze happening and they want to find that they want to find that home. So if you have that project, if you have that idea, pitch it. Pitch it with all your heart. For real. Amen. <laughs> I think that's what crypto is for, honestly. And like the whole, that's what its biggest offering is. It's, you know, if you have any kind of idea or concept that revolutionary and you truly believe in it, you just go all in on it. Whether you're a builder or an investor, honestly. But I think with that, I'm going to um, close out the night. Uh, Rhythm, the rest of the Convex guys, thank you so much for joining some really good talks tonight. Um, super huge thank you to Terra Spaces for recording this. Oh, Dan, I see you. You did your mic, yeah? Yeah, just wanted to thank the whole community, you know, Cosmos Spaces team, uh, Timmy, and everyone who joined the uh, Twitter space today. It was really nice interacting with you people. Uh, would love to hop on to, you know, various more Twitter spaces coming forward in the future. Thanks a lot, guys, once again, and have a nice evening. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming. For everyone else, um, as always, you know the shtick. DMs are always open. Um, questions or even just even just like shit, man, I'm kind of depressed. I just lost a lot of my money. Go away. Like, how do you deal with it? DMs are open for everything. Um, thank you all so much. Um, oh, wait. Might have one closing thought. Hold on. Let me get one of the Convex guys back up here. In case they forgot something. Or maybe my Twitter is just bugging out. Um, you know, we've been into multiple cycles myself as well, but... Uh... Uh, don't lose hope because uh, you know, yeah. somewhere would be building something nice and uh, uh, just be more careful, uh, you know, more informed as to how things are structured. And uh, as as the you know market progresses, uh, if you look at how 2017 ICOs were, you know, going on uh, this year, it's it's more let's say technical in nature you know, via NFTs or, you know, crazy token economics, but we'll see things getting more, you know, better in the future. And uh, the the average investor, you know, would be more informed in the next cycle. And as we progress more, things will get cleaned out. So uh, don't, don't lose too much hope. Uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of good builders building good, good stuff around. And, uh, you know, as long as uh, you know th- things work out well for them and they have the funding to continue, they they would they would continue to build as well. Uh, of course, it's bear market. It uh, you know is uh, touching on this. It's a uh, uh, you know huge uh, you know emotional uh, downturn as well for for a lot of us. But what, what you know what was pers- what personally what I try to do is you know I, I just see you know what has changed in life. The way I was living life is is similar. So let's just focus on work and keep moving. 
and uh, if if we kind of emotionally detach ourselves from the Thanks. actual work it 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 uh, you know really helps long term i feel yeah i was just going to say like how like like crazy it is like how fast it's developed between like just a small amount of people here like just like the just like us individuals looking at like you know the kepto wallet and how fast and how smooth it already developed like you know you see like open seas having you know ape coin for example like the ape metaverse purchases like that was like you know m billions of dollars and like you see like how like kepler wallet's just so easy i was like super like ecstatic about it like i'm not even like worried about the bear market like i mean i know a lot of people you know Wait, <laughs> honestly like I, invested I, a lot can i get my can i get a kepler wallet through my ledger a weller oh really you can't do that or i don't know wait, wait, you, can you, do, know, you can do you can do cosmos uh on the ledger wait oh did you ask if you can do kepler with ledger yeah. no oh you he did yeah or yeah I, royal you were just really quiet for me for some reason yeah absolutely it's i think really? it's trezor. a trezor doesn't have really good support yeah i'm just like totally ecstatic like this is like super low-key yeah. shit you know saying like no, it was amazing are you kind of ecstatic you know are you are you sort of new to cosmos like are you oh just yeah like my brother like uh he told me you know about the kepler wallet and you know i've been working uh it's doing beautiful. landscaping and shit and it's just like and like he was supposed to be the one who like you know was supposed to like handle all the staking and stuff and like we're both busy people so like i think he forgot and I'm like, you should have staked all this, you know, when, uh, and he was like focused on things like Chihuahua. And I'm like, I'm looking at stars. Like that's like the gold mine. That's the ape coin, you know? Yeah. Right. Stars <laughs> is the ape coin. Yeah. Like, yeah, and osmosis is even, is even better. Right. Like osmosis is like it, pretty expensive. It's so like, I don't know how much it is, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a it's a game changer for sure of ease of access. I'm saying like Facebook and mergers going on. Yeah, no, like Cosmos is like a whole new experience, and like Kepler is so smooth. I love to hear that. You should. Uh, I got this. Uh, I I was late to the IBC friends, so I I bought this one on that my profile picture. Dude, nice. Yep. Yeah, I was lucky. Was that a it was at, yeah, it was it was a uh, the, the first generation, I think, right? Uh, whatever the first one, yep. that was uh, released, and then I have two of those other ones, the second generation. But uh, nice. I was I was excited because I was like so bummed about not being able to, you know, I was a little late, you know, I was literally getting on Kepler when right after. And I like recently figured oh, out you have to use a computer, so right? I I asked that question last uh, one of those talks. I was like, you have to use a computer to get some of these other NFTs, and instead of a, yep. phone, you know, it's like you gotta know. Yep. <laughs> Which is pretty cool though that it allows me to buy those NFTs on the phone though. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, I think I think I think having to learn that makes it what's special i don't know if retail's ready and yeah it's and crazy so the fact that you went out and learned and understood not maybe not the code but the development team and what made that project special yeah is, 
what excites me. Yeah, yeah. I was like listening to the other talk about like, you know, uh, what's this tender? I don't know what your name is. Uh, the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was talking about coding and you know all that kind of stuff, and it was like, I don't know. I I actually wanted to be. Uh, they had recently come out with my in my community college coding classes and stuff. And that was like after, like, you know, I've been working this landscaping company since after graduation in high school. And I'm like, I wish we had had that back then. <laughs> you know, yeah. most of us would be on it. It would be more, it would be bigger, you know. Dude, well, you should, I don't know how long you've been in this space tonight, but you should come by uh, like a couple hours earlier than this next Wednesday. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m., I do this space, which is just mainly for people like new to Cosmos. I don't know mm-hmm. how new you are, but as you explore stuff, questions might come up. Um, and these Wednesday spaces are like the perfect time to do that. Yeah, I'm like but, really intrigued about the staking and the the pools as well. Like, I'm just like now learning oh, like rewards earlier, and different I, I types of staking. <laughs> that you are the person, the type of person these spaces are literally aimed at. I wish you'd been in here a little earlier. I got to shut this one down for the night now. Yeah, I was just wanted to come in just to, just to say how no, uh, I, I literally listened to like everything in the last like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, swing by and, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it's and pretty we cool. Can break down staking, liquidity pools, IBC. We can yes. go over anything. That sounds cool. <laughs> nice. I yeah. would like to be. I would like to spread the word. You know, like because a lot of my other friends are like, you know, I've been showing them. You know, like I actually sold an NFT the other day, and it was pretty cool to me. Like I woke up and it was already sold, even though I put nice. the it, lower than the. The price, uh, like the floor price. Anyway, 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 he he said goodbye a couple times. Let's let him go. It's it's late. Yeah, yeah, it's Uh, it's it's getting there. We'll we'll be we'll be back this weekend sometime. No worries, no worries. Yeah, I'm a late. I'm I'm an owl. Yeah, appreciate everyone came out, and we will uh, catch you guys Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There are more Cosmo spaces by the other hosts. If you want to stay up to date on all of those, follow the account. Cosmos underscore spaces here on Twitter. It's kind of the best way to keep tabs on everything. And then we'll be doing this session again next Wednesday with general questions and helping newbies out. So thank you everyone who came by. Guys, everybody have a beautiful night and uh, hopefully we'll catch some of you on the weekend sessions. See you everyone. A lot of big stuff, boys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was Cosmonaut Boot Camp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy, recorded on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, Starscream jokers, living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion.
Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view Gotta find cover Wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work While you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps Who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News Just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop Like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day They lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement Could call me resilient Waiting for the internet To make me a B-b-b-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Chimney spaces